0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Male TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. It's
1: Doomsday Clock Day.
0: It is. It is. It is. Special occasion that comes every two and a half months. Uh, yeah. Connor's also here.
2: Yes, I'm here for Doomsday Clock.
0: Yes. Do I want me to talk about next All week, right, Matt? this is
2: where you need to put an edit of this yeah. feed just going
1: out. <laughs> <Eep>.
0: <laughs> just a flat line. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should wait until next. Week. Maybe we should just wait until Carter's not here and uh, talk about the dick plot then.
2: I am gonna be here for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a threat. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my God, I've never heard such a such a such a dark, menacing sentence in my life. <sighs> uh, <laughs> uh, I
1: was gonna make a political joke, but I'm not gonna go there right now.
0: Uh, mm. Mm. Uh, yeah we talking about dc comics on this show and uh, on this week's episode we are talking about doomsday clock issue 10. we're also talking about heroes in crisis issue 9 superman leviathan rising issue one or spe- leviathan rising special issue one to be exact uh batman last night on earth issue one uh so that's it for the dc books uh i intended to read uh detective comics annual uh yeah time get away from me and tell clearly yeah. i was not motivated clearly i was not motivated yeah. to read that book
1: yeah i kept putting it off yeah mm, you know that, that that's where i'm at on, on detective comics right now
0: <laughs> yeah even though
1: it's a black uh, casebook file like
2: yeah. yeah yeah it's not really a huge selling point is it uh but I mean, for me it is we do have a
0: couple more books though because we have some patreon picks to to, to go through uh so i'll be talking about x-men issue three and Carl will be talking about Generation X, issue three, I think.
2: Well, I'm on the same issue as you are. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I was. I was
1: I, I'm, you can't get rid of Scotland now. <laughs> oh, I love it.
2: I'm just
0: confirming that, that uh, it's Generation X, and I'm not misremembering what title it
2: is. <laughs> I mean, I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> well, what did you read, Connor? I, I, I did read that. Assuming okay. that's what the title of the book
0: is. <laughs> you can't even remember. <laughs> we'll double check. Oh, dear. It is Generation X. You're
2: okay.
0: Right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So that's what's on the on the cards for today's show. So there's a little bit of news to talk about uh, and, and stuff to, before we get to it, but uh, that's that's basically it's so week five, so it's so, so an interesting week five. It's probably the most exciting week five in a while, just because there's a couple of big things to, to talk about. Because Doomsday
2: Clock is what you mean there. Because of...
0: yeah, but I mean even Leviathan. Leviathan Rising Special is a big deal. You know, it's
2: sitting yeah, in comparison. It's not. You know, <laughs> and
1: then
2: oh come business, on, even you people who are fans will not say it's a big deal in comparison to Doomsday Clock. I'm not saying well, I must say it's as big as Doomsday
0: Clock, but like it'd still be no. a big thing if that's what the big thing
2: was this week. Yeah, if yeah. Film's Clock like, wasn't here, it might be.
1: Yeah, I know. But see, if Heroes in Crisis was the big thing, I would just be equally disappointed
2: in it. So,
0: yeah. Wait, what were what, what you.
2: Is Matt giving away some of his thoughts? Yeah, uh, well, are, I, you,
0: are you implying you're disappointed in Leviathan Rising? No. Okay, that's what it sounded like. It did sound like that a lot, yeah. No, yeah.
1: No. Heroes in Crisis. If Heroes in Crisis came out during any other week and it was the big thing, I would be just as disappointed okay. as I was in it
2: today. Okay. So that being
1: said, I'm <laughs> glad Doomsday Clock and Leviathan Rising came out because it really picked up.
2: See, so you know the I mean? way you phrased it, it sounded yeah. like if if Heroes in Crisis was the big thing and not Leviathan Rising, you'd be oh. just as disappointed as if you were disappointed in 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 Leviathan. Mm. No,
1: Leviathan's dope. So,
2: yes,
0: I mean, yeah. Have we started Leviathan? The, the <laughs> Leviathan rises. Yes. <laughs>
1: Connor only read, like, a third of
2: it. Half.
0: Which is actually really weird, because when you actually look through the book, they they kind of all link together, and it sort of starts and ends with the Bendis.
1: Oh, yeah, it's like an anthology movie where a different director did a different scene. Yeah,
0: but they all tie in. They all tie in.
1: Yeah, but they're all the same story. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. So Connor came comes in and he's like, Oh, the art's different, I'll read this. Especially
2: <laughs> that is pretty much what I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the the lowest section especially was just picking. it wasn't even like it almost like I almost didn't realise we moved out of the ruckus section because it, anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was wondering why we were doing this now.
0: It was just it was just, it was just we're making fun of you for only reading chunks of it. Um <laughs> Saving it for later you can see it for later uh, so yeah uh, in terms of some news a couple of little little delays to talk about uh, Shazam issues 7 and 8 have both been pushed back two weeks each issue 7 is now going to be on the 3rd of July so that'll be week 1 July uh, so that means there's no issue in June presumably then uh, assuming we had issue 6 already did we? or was the last one we had no, issue 5? no issue 6 comes out next week oh ok fair enough in that case in that case they've all been knocked back 6 before. was already pushed yeah, at okay. some point yeah. yeah ok that makes sense uh, and then issue eight uh, is going to be on July thirty first. Uh, issue- two,
2: two that month—that'll be dope. Yeah, yeah. But it's still four weeks apart, so it's not like yeah. impossible.
0: Issue nine remains on the schedule for August twenty first. Um, so yeah, it sounds like seven and eight getting pushed back, or just because six was already pushed back, and yeah. it's just—it does, yeah, yeah, knock on effect. Keep, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Keep it going. Makes some sense. Uh I mean, we'll see if they hit these dates, but I. I the, They'll probably be roughly around this. I, I can see maybe 9 getting pushed back a little bit because August 21st is only like... Three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. From the previous one. Yeah. It's not out of the question, but we'll see. Uh, and then the other delay is Batman Dam's final issue. <laughs> issue 3. Uh, has slid back to June 26th. It's interesting. Do you know what I love about this? There was an update on this article on Newsarama on April 10th. Say it had been pushed back. <laughs> to june 19th so it's only slipped another two weeks it was originally meant to come out on march 13th
1: man if i was excited for this book i'd be so mad i
0: know
2: i mean i I'm gonna read the, the whole thing when it's done
0: i mean i enjoyed the first two well if i really like the art particularly but um yeah i mean I've, I've forgotten what happened in those two issues
2: i have no idea what's going on anymore i'll sit down one evening and read all three issues and i'm sure it'll be very enjoyable it probably will be,
0: um, but uh, hell hell, of a book to try and read. Unlike say Doomsday Clock, which has had delays, uh, I d- I definitely don't remember what's in that book really outside of the yeah, vague premise. It's, it's
2: it's different in that where It's it's only three issues. They're quite long issues, and the first one I think was last September. So it's, it'll be nearly a year. You know, we'll be coming up on it. for mm. mm. The three issues.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it for the for the books. But there are some movie news. So sometimes we're a little bit guilty of like forgetting to talk about movie news because, uh, basically, before we start with oh, was there comic news this week, and we'll, we'll look for comic news, and then we'll not talk about the movies. These. But there's probably there's a couple of things worth mentioning. One, Tom King is co-writing the New Gods movie with Ava DuVernay. That's a uh-huh. thing. Sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: sure.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super excited by that.
0: I wouldn't say I'm um, excited about it. I would say that I am, I am, but basically, the the, the sure was was basically the per- perfect answer for it.
2: <laughs> no, I, I think no. I'm uh, I, I'd go further. I'd say I'm actively disappointed because I think Tom King, even at his best, is not what I'd want from a an, and you know his style is not what I'd want from New Gods as a movie. You know, Mr. Miracle is a separate thing like that. See, that
1: story. I, sure. I, I feel like you have to start with something like that before you can get to the more Kirby-esque.
2: No, 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 because no. I, 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 want straight into the Kirby. Otherwise, what's, what's the point?
1: No, you have to you have to build into it. I feel yeah,
0: yeah. You have to start with something because, more personal and grounded yeah. before you go full
1: the big Cosmic-y, wacky. Yeah, so I'm fine with that. I just I'm I'm I haven't been a real big fan of Ava DuVernay's directing. Like it's fine. Um, but I guess if you want to do interpersonal relationship of of gods, I don't <laughs> I don't feel like she's a bad choice. So you know,
0: yeah. I'm I'm just uh, surprised that it's uh like oh DC movies that's actually real. moving along. Saying. Yeah, it's like oh this actually feels like it's moving somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of apparently the Supergirl movies, they're they're to they start shooting that in early 2020, which means mm-hmm. maybe that's starting to move along a little bit. Uh, so that's the thing. Uh, know, the old movies
2: won't be new, moving along, probably. Uh, the, yeah. the Flash movie again.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Yes, and Cyborg, because their yeah. contracts both ran out, so they're, they're gone. Uh, there was also yeah. an interview with Matthew Vaughn, who basically confirmed that Man of Steel two is just dead. Like it's just not happening. Damn it! Yeah, Uh yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> plans for it, and
1: I—that's it. more or less. I just wanted Matthew
2: Vaughn's Superman, like you yeah.
0: know. Yeah, although his uh, the the pitch apparently was very weird. Uh, yeah. for for a potential reboot trilogy, it was a very weird thing where Superman didn't come to Earth as a baby; he was an adult on Krypton before he came, and he had loyalty between both worlds and uh, like hard task. Yeah. yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. I yeah, don't. there's a
1: character like that, and it's called Zod. And <laughs> Zod's
2: so, um, isn't that yes. just what we use Supergirl for, though? Like, not as yeah, not as she wasn't an adult, but essentially, yeah, yeah essentially,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: so just
1: plug in Supergirl now, and you're you're fine. I just I've noticed that when I have good Superman comics, I'm not that distressed by not good Superman movies.
0: Yeah, for, for the record, I, for the record, this pitch had Mark Miller's name attached to it, so just
1: well, then hard pass. Yeah, yeah, no, gone, bye. D- d-
0: Thank to, you. To be fair, though, Matthew Vaughn has made a career out of taking Mark no. Miller comics and turning them into good movies somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Having having Jane Goldman uh, who yeah. who write the scripts.
2: Yeah. Special touch, have not they? Yeah, yeah, they really do. Uh,
0: but, uh, so it was that, and then yeah. something that was actually reported as is like like a done deal before, and then it revealed revealed it two days later that no, it's actually a shortlist. Now isn't it's officially being confirmed that Robert Pattinson is indeed the Batman yeah. <laughs> and bring, Matt bring Reeves, on. the Batman.
2: Yeah, no problem. With us. He's <laughs> fine. I think he'd be a very good Bruce Wayne.
0: Um. Yeah, maybe I. It's it's funny because like I saw him in High Life recently, and he was okay in that. It was fine. Um, I think the problem with with him is just the stigma of what he's been in before. <laughs> he's got he's got this giant Twilight stigma that's just like hanging over his head.
2: I mean, I'm not holding it. He's been very open of going. Yeah, I just did it for the paycheck.
0: Oh, he has. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny hearing him talk about those movies. Uh, yeah, he's, like, he's, he's been him.
2: brutally honest about that, and so it, it, I, I can respect that. <laughs>
1: Well, it's like that's why Charlie Hunnam dropped out of the Fifty Shades movies, because he looked ahead and saw the stigma. Mm. So, mm. you know, not not necessarily he's that. I mean, he's a fine actor,
2: but you know, I think he he saw the writing on the wall there. I mean, you know? even fine and okay is being generous with him. Yeah. Hey, he's great in Pacific Rim.
1: He does exactly what he needs to do. He he's not great.
2: Passable. He is serviceable yeah. in Pacific
0: Rim.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's all you need on that character.
2: No, no. What you needed <laughs> yeah. was charisma. Nah, <laughs> fine. Um, I mean, he's he's not a black
0: hole of charisma like some other actors. But he's yeah. he's not got any positive charisma either. He he's breaks even. He's,
1: he, he was good in Guy Ritchie's King Arthur.
0: I'm not taking. I'm, I'm not even taking your word for that. No, 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 no. Yeah. no.
2: I mean. He was as good as everyone else was in that movie.
1: Yeah. That's an underrated movie. I'm going to say it. After hey. seeing Aladdin this last week, it's, yeah, that, that's no, no, the no. more I'd rather watch King Arthur again than Aladdin.
2: Look, look King Arthur is a, is a bad movie, but it's yes. a really fun to watch. Yeah. Movie. It's enjoy- like, I'd and happily watch it again now.
1: And he's perfect in that role. He's perfect yeah. as that actor in a bad movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: So, feel the same about Robin Hood from last year, if you didn't see that
1: Yeah, yet. that one looked a little bit too uh, too far past.
2: No, I don't know. It it, feel, it fits right in with King Arthur. Does it? Yeah. And
1: who's... who's Is that Taron Edgerton? Yeah. That one? Okay. White, the wife likes him, so I might have to watch that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I got her to see the Kingsman movies, so
0: <laughs> it works. All these, all these terrible movies. Um so it's not kegsman of course so it's, no, I was say uh, it's no, no 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 i'm, I'm talking about this robert hood and uh arthur uh, nonsense
1: the, the legend of the sword pete do yourself a favor shut off your brain make some popcorn enjoy guy Ritchie doing medieval stuff
3: no yeah.
1: no yeah. <laughs> he says no i don't think i will <laughs>
0: I'm only interested if the legend of this sword ends with the sword going straight up your ass. That is the only way I'm going to be interested.
1: Hey, I don't need to know about your kinks, there, Pete. All right, keep them to yourself.
2: <laughs> There's nothing oh. sexual about it, Matt. It's purely about the violence. Matt, you, Matt you, need to, yeah. you need to you need to bring by Overload and then put that up for a vote. And make him watch it.
1: Nah. Connor, I, I don't have the time. <laughs> I uh, barely got through three episodes of Supergirl this week.
0: Uh, priorities, maybe. priorities. Uh, not that Supergirl should be on your, your priority list necessarily. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Doom Patrol, perhaps. On the other hand, maybe uh, should be on your priority list. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: entering John Blame status on Doom Patrol. I'm just not watching it now because you want me to watch it so much. Oh my god. So, uh,
0: you, so, Matt, you
1: dick, so, dick move, but yes.
0: Stop being a child and watch Doom Patrol.
1: Better people have told me to stop being a child,
0: Pete. <laughs> I <laughs> guarantee you that's not accurate because I am better than everyone else you've ever met. Yeah, so. and, uh, <laughs>
1: most of my family members have told me this.
0: Yeah, and they're all worse so than they, me, so listen like, to me.
1: <laughs> and like I tell them, nay. I say thee nay.
0: <sighs> okay, Bat. Don't watch them Patrol.
1: I won't. <laughs> 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 Ringing endorsement. Y'all heard it now.
2: Pete said don't watch Doom Patrol. We come back next week. That's going to be Matt's ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) Just a reminder.
0: (laughs) Oh, so more in the Batman movie. So there was a report. So I mean, this is not really a surprise. Apparently, the the contract is like for three movies potentially. So it's okay, right? So potentially this will be a Matt Reeves Batman trilogy. Okay, fine. Um, I'm okay with that. There's been mixed reports though. There was a report about Catwoman and Penguin being at least in the movie, if not the main villains. Uh, which is weird, because it makes you think of one thing.
2: <laughs> I'm okay with
0: that. I am not. As long
2: not. as the penguins are suicide bombers. I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't want to be reminded of Batman Returns in any way, ship or form. I'll say that right now.
2: It's too late. It's going to happen.
0: Movie's garbage.
2: What is this movie? Penguin.
0: Garbage. What are you looking at, Matt? Pay attention to the show. Uh, I'm
1: going to uh, Robbie Pat's, uh his... Is what he's got going on. Okay. Like his filmography. He has a movie called Waiting for the Barbarians. And um, based off of the title.
2: You're interested. I'm interested. Yeah. No idea of it.
1: Based off a novel.
0: I hope it's like an avant garde, like spiritual. He does film. do a
2: lot of that sort of indie stuff, though, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Mm. Well,
2: I've had Lost Z, which is a book that
1: I, I own and I've started reading, but it's very dry, so I haven't gotten very far. But he's in that, and that's been on my to watch pile for like a year and a half now. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I, yeah. I honestly don't know what the last thing I saw him in was. I don't know if I've seen anything with him in it since yeah. Twilight. Okay, so
1: this is about a border town in South Africa uh, during, where it say? during the imperial era. So, I go either way.
0: Yeah. Exciting!
1: Mm.
0: So you energy... guys think,
1: right? <laughs> it's on the, on the guard side.
0: The the energy right there is, is, is through the roof.
1: Mark Rylance is in it though,
2: so you know. I mean, he's not that much of a draw.
1: Nah, mm. but he, he's good at what he does.
2: Yeah, I won't argue with that. Um,
1: he's done a lot of like Cronenberg. He's on here. Twice. Let's see if there's more. City the He did a good time, which I heard was good. Softy Brothers. So, yeah, he, he hasn't been done like the teen stuff since 2011. And that's a good half of his career. So, I think we need to drop it. All right. Stop complaining about it. Just accept it. Everyone complained about uh, Heath Ledger. I think that's been the go to. And he ended up being like, he's up there, best Joker. Of all time, oh sure, right
0: there with Hamill, you know. Yeah, I, I, I have no strong feelings of the bar. Think he might very well be very good,
2: maybe fine.
1: Well, I went from eh, okay to oh, people are hating this because they're being stupid. I am totally for it. So,
2: <laughs> that really is a child.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I just I hate the the idea of social media right now. That when something comes out and it starts to become like a snowball, and then that just becomes the accepted narrative. And it just it drives me nuts because people are just so keen to just jump onto it, you know? Yeah. So, because you ask somebody, well, why? Well, because Twilight. Well, he hasn't done Twilight for years. So. Yeah.
2: Exactly. I mean, I'm looking at his, his, his IMDb. I think his first credit was 2004. And yeah. then the last Twilight, I mean, technically, if you count part two, was 2012, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was Same all movie. filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you go to 2011, where. where you know, where he was actually finished filming it, yeah, you know, that's what seven years, and then here we are now, yeah, eight years later, and and it's all that he has yeah. got. For so this he's
1: platform. done since. I would I would say that this is he's earned a uh, an indie credit here by working with people like uh, Cronenberg, Werner Herzog, the Softy Brothers, uh, James Gray. Like these aren't like he's in the next Christopher Nolan, which is not really indie, but.
0: That's a prestige, (laughs) you know. It's definitely not ending, man.
1: (laughs) No, but like, there's a prestige, so I just, you know, enough's enough. He's Batman. You're all gonna go see it. Anyone that tells me you're not gonna go see it, you're a lie because I said I wasn't seeing Suicide Squad, and I wouldn't saw it. So, you know, we told you you would. No. Also, the the Scots Madman was like, "You better, because I'm not doing this review by myself." <laughs> that, that is accurate. So, um,
0: yeah. Yes. Hey, I'm not seeing Dark Phoenix. I'm putting my foot down.
2: Yeah. No. I'm. I'm making my stance. <laughs> yeah. That's. Fine. Yeah. I was. I, I was said I think it'll be the first X-Men movie I've not seen in the cinema. See, I can't. Just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I can't do that.
1: My my completionist brain, which thanks to War of the Realms has been reactivated. All,
2: all of this translates to Sophie Turner's there. Yeah, and everything. Chastain yeah let's not forget Chastain well. yeah Chastain's uh, I, there she wasn't in the trailer the...
0: was she? she was Yes, she
1: is she's, she's, been been all she's blonde. blonde it upsets me
0: yeah she's got blonde hair
2: so she's not as instantly yeah. recognisable but she's there fair
1: enough, fair enough. she's very pale um,
2: to be honest I've literally only seen the trailer once yeah. so
1: uh, I got yeah. the, the It Chapter 2 trailer with her on the big screen and hot
0: damn <laughs> Joe, you know, somehow I keep getting that X Men trailer. I, you know, I saw Ma, right and yeah. like typically when I see a horror movie, it'll just be all horror trails, and it was like four horror trails in a row, and then the Dark Phoenix trailer. Like,
2: um, it's gonna be a horrible watch.
0: Yeah, that's but, what they're telling you. Yeah, let me escape it, you bastards! Come on. I, uh,
2: I've seen, I got it in front of John Wick. I didn't get it with Godzilla, although I did. I went to see Godzilla on the IMAX, and I got a yeah. for the for the first time in the cinema. I got the new Star Wars trailer on the IMAX. Nice.
1: Yeah. yeah, I got it in the Dolby theater. So when the the oh, Tie Fighter goes so by, yeah. I felt it. Yeah. Um, same same with the it chapter two when I saw John Wick, I saw it in the Dolby theater, and I think that just upped the creepiness because you're surrounded by all the sound mm. in the Dolby theater. So, uh, but yeah, last night for for Godzilla, I got a bunch of stupid action trailers, uh, three of which I'm excited to go see. Uh, Terminator not so much, but I got Hobbs and Shaw. And I got uh, Last Blood. Uh, I can't remember the other
0: one. No, I didn't uh, get any of these. Yeah. Did you get Stubber? I got Ah,
1: <laughs> uh, No, I got that one with John Wick, though.
0: Mm.
1: I've not seen so. that.
2: What was the one I got? I got Anna, I think, was the one with John Wick, the one that yeah. stood out.
1: Yeah, that's mm. Luke Besson doing Luke Besson. He has two settings. He has, like, kick-ass uh, woman, you know, and he's got extreme sci-fi. Mm. uh this is more the
0: the first so yeah so obviously we're going to start off with doomsday clock issue 10 jeff johns gary frank same team for all ted issues the, you, you know you know the drill at this point you know what we're doing
2: uh it's been nearly two years you get you know what you're getting yes <laughs> <laughs> since
1: the last issue
2: <laughs> feels like it sometimes all yeah, mm. right and
0: this issue is kind of a big deal this issue kind of just casually drops in a whole new concept about the entirety of the DC universe.
2: Yeah, this this out Morrison's Morrison. Does it though? Yes. I feel
1: it plays in the same sandbox. Oh, but whereas... It
2: builds on it, don't get me wrong, and it's yeah. related to Morrison, but it's it's a higher level than even Morrison's shenanigans. Well, that kind
1: of goes to what I was gonna say, over here Morrison's over here making like, you know, uh, psychic uh, scorpion assassins. And John's over here like, yeah, I'm just going to build this really detailed castle in the sandbox, you know? So, um, but
0: yeah. Poof. Mm. Yes.
1: Let me just say, as a Superman fan, this is the issue I've been waiting for, right, to, to see how Watchmen and the DCU go together. And I kind of had a feeling it was going to play on, like, the origins of Superman, being that he's kind of the He's not the birth of comics, but he's the birth of superhero comics, right? So, you know, and and Watchmen was a deconstruction of the superhero genre. And so I I was waiting for them to kind of, I don't say pile up, but when when are those two threads going to weave together? And it finally happened in issue 10.
0: Yeah, the the story of this issue is really just Manhattan sort of telling his story of how he came to the DC universe and what... He's been doing essentially, and it kind of it ties into the actor from the old movie. And uh, notable, he arrives in nineteen thirty eight, and that you know that was before we got to the Superman stuff. But I noticed that year immediately. I went nineteen thirty eight. That's very specific.
1: April eighteenth, which which I did cross check, and that is when the first issue was published.
0: Yeah, action number one of Action Comics.
1: Also, but it goes a little bit further because it goes to nineteen twenty eight when he when he first arrives in. Um, Hollywood. So it fills in a little bit more of the actor story, which I liked. Because it, it did make it feel like the, the Black Raider stuff. And almost John's commenting on culture. You know, that this almost feels like a different world because it's almost 100 years ago. You know, um, but it kind of is similar in, in many ways. So when, when does it go, in the 20s? Uh, well, 1928 when he first gets there, it, he tells, um... It's January thirty first, nineteen twenty eight. Carver Coleman arrives in Los Angeles with um, seventeen dollars and clean change of clothes.
0: Oh, so so so, so Manhattan's not necessarily there in nineteen twenty. No, okay.
1: but that's where this. Yeah, you you get filled in on the story. But he first shows up in on April eighteenth to talk to Carver Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because that that's a significant date for Manhattan.
0: Because even he, uh, he specifically says. Um, uh, April eighteenth, nineteen thirty. I am drawn to Superman's world for reasons I don't understand in this moment. And he even talks about, uh, later on about how, uh, uh, you know, why why is the time different? Why why is it nineteen thirty eight when when I came from you know nineteen eighty <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because uh, we start with like the, you know, the the black and white scene from from mm. the movie, but then we get the, the the cut, and it's like okay, we're actually in this time period now. We're actually we're not just using this this story to represent things anymore. We're actually going to be we're here, yeah, dealing with the character, is, the actor.
1: This is this is Frank just flexing his muscles, because the fact that it goes from intricately shaded black and white to color, like as soon as you change, it's it's almost like Wizard of Oz, ask mm. there, you know, like the two worlds. I um, mean, is that supposed to be Hedy Lamarr? Yes. Okay. Because because that, that's an interesting thing, too. Because Hedy Lamarr, I don't know if you guys know this, she helped create Wi-Fi. Yeah. We know. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, don't, I
2: don't know. A lot
1: of people don't
2: know this. We, 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 it was on, like, two different TV shows we watched in the space okay. of, like, six yeah, months.
0: Legends of oh, the Model will be one of them. Yeah, Yeah. Oh,
1: shoot. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know that. But yeah, so, so for the people that don't know, she you know she was a femme fatale actress through the 30s and 40s. And um, she ended up like, like, she really understood electronics at the time. Yeah. I forget how, but uh, she helped the military develop um, the like wireless sinking missiles so that they couldn't be jammed during World War II. And then they took those patents and started applying them to like walkie-talkies and telecommunications. And finally, it was that patent that helped you know particular wi-fi so the reason that we can do anything anymore is because of hedy lamar and i thought that was pretty cool that that johns puts her in here and she's kind of a a godmother of the modern world and here she is in 1938 uh acting well not 1930, it's the 1950s at that point but but yeah it yeah. was a you know it's kind of subtle choice there
0: yeah, no, I like that. And uh you know Carver's in a bad spot. He I mean there's a lot of stuff cuz the thing with Manhattan narration is that he's constantly
2: jumping around in terms of yep. where he is in the timeline. Like it's yeah. impressive that you never feel lost though. You're always you well, always yeah. know exactly where you are. Like you know it always makes sense when he says something.
1: Well, it does, but jumping around at the dates that's why I read it twice because I feel like I'm doing the zigzag, right? Cuz you're looking at these different because he jumps back and forth, so I was just looking at the individual yeah, dates.
2: I'm looking here in in the space of three panels. Yeah. you're on you're on Mars in you know present day 2019 ish, whatever whenever the present day is at the minute of him, you know, defeating all the heroes last issue, and the next panel right. is mid 80s back in the Watchmen universe, right. and then the the next panel after that is April 18th, 38. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Before we even get to that page, though, like the, the interest is the idea that he's going to be dead, right? Mm-hmm. And the day before he dies, he has this meeting with his mother, and his mother's essentially, basically brings Blackmail. up that he's got a lie, and she's blackmailing him for something. Um, and I couldn't help but feel like the the whole idea of his mother being the one who's behind his death and blackmailing him, like I don't know if there's some commentary on here about the idea of of the creator be being like. The demise of the, yeah. the person right the idea of yeah. we're talking about the dc yeah. u- universe that the creator can be the problem
2: firefly I yeah i've seen that haven't we
0: oh i've seen that
1: yeah. yeah um well yeah and and just and how that plays into to manhattan and you know him being a creator and how he was created too by an accident and whatnot like there, there's all these shades that go like Mm. Not shades, but levels that are that John's is slowly building to take back down, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, so Manhattan. Yeah. The, the, so so it, it, well after the introduction of Carver Coleman, it's kind of like yeah. So we're on Mars, it uh, kind of establishes he's jumping around again. in Time. Uh, if anything, this is the page more than Earth, and it kind of just sort of gives you the flow of what the book's going to be, and then yeah. he's back in the thirties, back in nineteen thirty eight. And then we get to the you know the actual meeting, uh, with with Carver Coleman, uh, which happens when he's been beaten up by the police because uh, he's a homeless guy, because uh, you know he's down in his luck, things aren't going well, and yep. Manhattan appears and and deals with the cops, uh, and it leads to this 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 kind of odd friendship between them.
2: Well, it's it's that's it. it's because Carver's first reaction, even though you know the the guy was just you know the, the cop was just beating him up. Right. Yeah, you know, he whacked him on the head with the baton, pretty hard, by the yeah. look of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know Manhattan shows up and blasts him. Uh, it's seemingly unintentionally. his is the blast? Right. It doesn't feel like he directed it at them. Uh, it was more just his arrival. Uh, and then you know Carver immediately rushes over to check if they're actually all right. Mm. And you know Manhattan finds that interesting. That okay, no, no, no even even that this is terrible. He's still and and this guy was just awful to me. He, he went over to 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 help. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which I mean, immediately you're thinking, okay, again, this is the idea that this world has hope in it. This world has kindness yep. in it, which is something that yeah. Man- Manhattan is not quite comprehending. Uh, yeah. So again, it's establishing that we're again we're jumping between because because the whole thing of this this issue is that it's about Manhattan learning who Superman is, learning what he means to the world, and the idea that you know once he changed things, he's it's like everything's been counting down to to the day he meets Superman. After the, after he's because he's taking care of all the heroes of Mars. Superman's in a coma. You know, not to get to the end here, but you know, the last panel of the book is Superman waking up. That this yeah. meeting is imminent. This is about to. So happen.
2: I, I assume that's what issue eleven is, and then twelve is some aftermath stuff,
1: almost uh, like an epilogue.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, quite possibly. It kind of depends so much. The, is going what, to happen. What's
1: that called in, in the film? The denoma It's like the the action after the climax.
0: Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, anyway, you know, they go to a diner and he sits and tells him stuff, and he he tells us this character, this this Carver Coleman, uh, like about his future. he's like, hey, you know, this t- you know this time next year, whatever, it is you're gonna get picked up for this role, and that's gonna lead to your success, and and all that. And it's kind of weird because he 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 kind of like sees John as like a fortune teller almost to like mm-hmm. to let him know what to do. But ultimately, everything that's happening is going to happen anyway. Because Manhattan's not like giving him hints and tips; he's just no. saying this is what's going to
2: happen. Yeah. So. But that's
1: also the, that's also the well. Does it happen because, because now... he told
2: him it happens? Yeah. yeah. Is, is it self fulfilling?
1: So- it's that timey-wimey type of stuff, where it was always going to happen, or it's because he has knowledge, so now he has the confidence that it's going to happen. Well, say, I, I would, makes it
0: happen. in the context of the story, in the context of what Doomsday Clock is doing, I would say it's less to do with self-fulfilling in that sense, and because we know the way Manhattan works is that he does actually just experience time differently. He does just experience it in different, yes. different orders and stuff, right?
1: But there's but also goes to the ending. He's a man of inaction, right?
0: Oh, so, sure, sure, sure. But, I think, right. looking at it in the context of Doomsday Clock, the way I would interpret it is that it's not so much that he's affecting anything or, or he is… it's more just that he gives him the belief that the good thing is going to happen, the assurance, and that makes him feel hope. He's, he's inadvertently giving right. someone hope, and I think that's the theme that ties it into the, the overall story right. of the book, mm. is that Carver Coleman, just by believe, knowing and having this confidence that it is going to happen… Oh. Uh, yeah. At the very least, gets him through the rough year ahead before he gets to that point where he gets mm-hmm. this part, uh, or, or or whatever. Uh, that's the way it was sticking out to me. No, that's,
1: no, that, that's a good. Word. But yeah, it's...
2: yeah. Uh, I I do love this sequence where we just cut through you know the the next you know twenty years or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of his his reaction, and then there's the one where oh I had to act surprised where they cut away the read in my name for best actor. <laughs>
0: yeah that's good uh and notably the clock and the diner wall is at the same position that the clock at the back of the book has been every time
2: yeah
0: uh just just pointing that out yeah you know, yeah the, the carver coleman you I, know but, I, but... I just
2: would say on, on that clock but um the panel where the clock shows up you know at, at, at that point it's at like four minutes to midnight
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and he says oh you know, I, you know I'm, I'm gonna look three minutes into the future um, but he's mm-hmm. unable to, right? But that, you know, it that three minutes That's... into the future is overlaid with the midnight. clock, which would put it at, yeah. you know, like one minute to midnight.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because by the end of the, the sequence, like Carver Coleman, he's, he's got like a fancy suit on, he's well-dressed, he's got a tuxedo on, and then he's like finding out he's going to die, and, you know, does the whole thing. And then, then it, cuts back, it snaps back to the first meeting, where he's the young kid again, mm-hmm. you know, the young 20-something, you know, Who's just working as a? Well, he's not even working. He got fired. Homeless, yeah. He got <laughs> fired because he, he caught his uh, his uh, manager uh, kissing a guy. Uh, so no, like, like it's all these things. Um, and it's really, really well done. And that's where it gets into the Superman stuff because then we get like, okay, something's happened, you know, in in Kansas, and we get the the, the uh, was it Kansas? You you hear, you no, hear on
2: the, the radio. You hear about the car yeah. being lifted in New York.
0: It was in New York um and we see the car we see you know the action comics number one cover that that car uh, and people are investigating oh this guy left it over his head and this is where manhattan really starts to talk about superman um the is, is the crowd the car superman they were never here the world has changed and then he goes through all the things that happened in the original timeline. All the other heroes that soon after Superman started to become heroes, we get Alan yeah. Scott becoming Green Lantern. I
2: assume these are all their publication dates originally. Yeah. I cross-checked them. I just I just assumed Johns had done his homework and just uh, yeah. took yeah. him at his word. Matt, Matt, Johns that...
1: is the type that he doesn't need to do his homework, but I double-checked just for accuracy.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, so we yeah, yeah get Jay Garrett, get Carter Hall, get Al Pratt, uh, get Kit Nelson, get Sandman. Jim Dodds.
1: I love how you went Sandman over Wesley Dodds after taking all their first names. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know why. Yeah. For some reason, I just wanted to say Sandman. Uh, <laughs> although, Wesley Dodds is a pretty good name, honestly.
1: Wesley Dodds is a great name. He's a character that I want to read more of.
2: So, if anybody has recommendations, yeah. Yeah, they're not just
1: JSA. Like... I mean,
2: um, it's Sandman Mystery Theater. That's yeah. That's the is that what it is? Of his stuff.
0: I think am pretty sure that's that's a lot, okay. a lot of his stuff. Yeah. If I mean, if for anyone because obviously we have a lot of listeners who aren't necessarily as like mm-hmm. super super have a super history with DC. It's, I'll just I'll yeah. just go through these and see who they are. Jay Garrick is is the original Flash, the Golden Age Flash. Right. Carter Hall, Hawkman, Black Al Man. Pratt, uh, the Atom.
1: The original Adam. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Kent Nelson's Doctor Fate, West Dodd's Sandman, Jim Corrigan uh, becomes the Spectre. And, uh, Rex Rex and Rex Tyler Rex Tyler and Rex Tyler's our man at the bottom there, yeah. Um, so uh, this, this was a great page because I mean, you know for those mm-hmm. of us who've been waiting for the GSA like teasers and stuff, and then, then you turn the page and you get the the round table, you get the side of
2: the table, and I'm like, oh, because this this is the page that that Gary Frank's been sharing for about three months, yep. <laughs> and I've been waiting on this moment. I'm like, yep. finally.
1: And I just love how they're talking about how Superman was an inspiration to them.
2: And they're waiting right. for him to come and join them. And, and you were, know they've extended right. the invitation.
0: You know, and then right. Johnny Thunder's there. You know, with the Thunderbolt, yeah, uh, spirit. And it ultimately, you know, once like it gets to the end, um, and it, the the page of narration or the, the panel of narration with Green Lantern towards the end of this, in the middle of the pages, it's November nineteen forty. Green Lantern has never heard of Superman, and it's like yeah, something it's, changed.
2: It, it, re- it repeats the moment, doesn't it? Cause, yeah. you know, you have the, the the moment with the picture where they're they're waiting for Superman, and yeah. then. Okay, no, we move on, and they just take it because you know he he doesn't exist yet. And he
0: says, "No one has, you know," and it says, "Where is he?" It's not actually his narration that says that, but it Mm -hmm. kind of falls on neatly. So here's the thing: this is the moment in the book where I realized this isn't talking about Flashpoint. This is talking about the first time things changed. This is talking about Crisis. Um,
1: Well, not just Crisis, but just the idea of the Golden Age and you know going to the Silver Age, right? Because yeah. then things changed. Because now we had to keep Superman modern.
0: right? Yeah, so that's when it changes in the 50s. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. what, what, what I mean is is that... Yeah, okay, sure, sure, it's pre-crisis. But what I'm saying is, right. this is the first... Because as soon as he doesn't exist anymore, I thought, yeah, because they had to put him on a separate Earth, because they had to explain right. why, you know, there was yeah. two mm-hmm. Supermans at one point. But but when did they actually officially remove him, though, from Earth 2? Because for... for cause for some time, wasn't there like technically Superman on Earth two as well?
1: Yeah, that's where the the whole idea of of Power Girl being Supergirl yeah was was is that he was there, but he had died in battle him the Batman, and then they take over Huntress and and Power Girl. They become the the ones. So, uh, but then this that got the, wiped out. The new 52 established two, it. Right? Well, no, but that was that was based off a of precedent. That was oh, before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah,
0: New Fifty Two is a bit newer than what I was thinking. No, 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 but the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that's
2: the exact plot of the New Fifty Two Earth. Too. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that
1: was but that was borrowed from the original idea mm. that Supergirl became Power Girl and that she's she's the new Metropolis super. You know, yeah because um, if,
0: if you didn't know like you yeah. know batman and superman were with all these characters yeah. and then in the silver age they relaunched them uh, to be with the yeah. new silver age version of you know hal jordan barry allen so and so on yeah and because of that it, it made this weird thing where oh wait a minute we have two versions of batman and superman now um so they had this idea of there being two earths yeah. right of earth one and earth two yep and that's kind and of where the multiverse flash in, yeah uh,
1: in the end it was the flash it was the flash of two worlds that uh made them yeah. aware of one another, mm-hmm. you know so again, yeah. playing with the continuity So, play,
0: play, yeah. but just in terms of this issue, this was the moment where I went this is dealing with more than just the, the newest change, this is yeah, dealing this with is all of the changes, yeah that's, that's what it gets to as we go through the, the book from that point on uh, you know, we, we go to the Kent farm and we see multiple versions, you know it's like it's 1956 Superman's in Metropolis for the first time, so that's the first big change right, and then uh then later on it's like it's 1986 it's you know this is post-crisis superman uh john this is, burn uh,
1: birds Man of steel yeah. yeah
0: yeah um and then it changes again and again you know one of these is secret origin um like mm-hmm. it's just it's happening over and over again well you know one's new 52 uh eventually new 52 and we get the idea that okay his parents died at this stage in his life oh now they're alive again and then they died at this stage in the life um, and this is all happening. So, no, this is actually just to correct what I just said. There, no, this is actually New Fifty Two yet. We get to New Fifty Two no. because eventually Manhattan decides to influence things, which is what we already knew yeah. he did, which
2: was moving the lantern. Just uh, before we get to that stuff, yeah, Matt, Did you enjoy? Uh, did you enjoy visiting the Legion? Oh my God, I i got to
1: that page oh yeah i won't say i cried
0: oh yeah i'm not skipping but... skipping ahead yet like yeah because no. it, it, it he's like oh superman is like the center of all this and then he's like even in the future you know millions of years or whatever and then you get to that page and there's there's a what cosmic boy lightning years from now lightning boy yep. and saturn girl <laughs> and
1: they're in the exact costumes that they were in in <clears> that first <throat> on that famous cover of superboy mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And because he was so lonely, uh, he was approached by teenagers from the future, so he could have a sense of belonging. Um, and it, that even plays into the the Johns and Frank uh, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes story from Action Comics, right? Which, again, is pulling – this This issue was called Action. Yeah. So the fact this is pulling from different versions of all of that, like, and, oh, man.
0: Yeah, and it basically Manhattan comes to this realization that this Earth that he's on, this universe, and Superman specifically, seems to be kind of the center of everything. And he's in a multiverse, sure, but this particular Earth is different, because what changes on this Earth, or this this universe, affects all of the other Earths in the multiverse. And then he names it. He names what this Earth is, what this universe is. And he calls it the Metaverse. This is
2: such a Fantastic con. How has this not been done before? This concept, it, uh, as soon as I read that, I went, This is so
0: simple.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. it's gonna be up there with hyper time, right? <laughs> like, hyper time was another one of those ones that when I finally realized what it was, I was like, Oh, okay, this this makes sense. It's how we have you know all of this time passing comics, but not really, is because of hyper time,
2: mm.
1: you know, mm. and, and now we have all of these changes and stuff because of the metaverse.
2: You know? So we're, we're always watching the metaverse as the prime universe, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and Earth, then...
1: Earth Zero, right, is yeah. is you change. That is the control. Uh, the, you know, when you're doing science, right? this is the control group, right? So it was meant to be. Um, you change this, you see how the multiverse changes, Right and how everything and,
2: else reacts and this comfortably encompasses all the different versions of the the multiverse you know the you know the, the 52 the dark multiverse you know well any, uh, any other version it works with all of them this
0: is the thing yep. that the, the bad man that Jeff Johns is is like obviously we're, we're hoping this will bring back certain things that we lost like JSA like Legion like you know so on and so on mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully some characters get memories back because you know the new 52 in a lot of ways was a really harsh transition because of what it took away but ultimately, what this book is kind of doing now is trying to tie in all of DC history into some kind of fabric that makes sense.
1: Yeah. You know yeah, what this, this is? It's this a is, crisis. This is Han Solo. Well, yeah, that's not. This is Han Solo saying it's true. All of it. Like, <laughs> everything's happened. Like, there's been crisis. There's been a crisis undone. There's been 52 uh, different Earths. There's been multi.
2: What? You know? Infinite Earths. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: infinite they There you go. Yeah. Um,
2: so, yeah. Uh, this, this does now, even more so than, than before, feel like a crisis in all but name. mm mm-hmm. uh, in, in the sense that of, okay, yeah. this is the scope it's dealing with. Yeah. These are the concepts we're playing with. It's, for all intents and purposes, a crisis in terms of its... Uh, you know, in terms of the, the way it shapes the the universe going forward.
0: And, I mean, we're, we're all assuming here at the end of Doomsday Clock that it's changing once again, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like... If if we're assuming the GSA and the Legion are coming back, I have to imagine that at the very least he's going to fix what he changed because he'll un- come to learn that what he did was wrong. Right. He'll, he'll accept that. Yeah, or... this
1: isn't. I I know that Johns is trying to hint that this ends in a fight. There's no way this ends in a fight. That's not what this book is.
2: No, that would be so kind of out of yeah. left
1: field at this point. I mean, so, Superman yeah. might
2: try and punch him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's where he's going to go. No, you need to you need to sit and listen, and that's why. What whatever I think happens, that's why Manhattan can't see into the future afterwards. Is because he does something that that changes himself.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's so. You know, at the start of this this book, when he's looking through the time, right? Mm -hmm. He's not aware that Superman has changed time immediately, right? right? It's you know, as far as he's concerned, it is you know, it's thirty eight, and then the fifties exist. But Superman hasn't changed yet, right? There's yeah. that moment where for him it changes as well. Right. And um, so this this blackness that he sees, mm-hmm. it could be just, okay, no, this is such a shift that he can't see into the next stage of that right. universe yet. Yeah. Y- yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that don't make sense. <laughs> no, um, I'm following. He sounded follow- kind of really confused. No,
0: I'm following. I'm not sure if that's kind of what they've set up in terms of the, the rules of the way it, t- it changes for him. Um, I, I feel like it will be more... <sighs> like, I, either he will literally d- die, but I, I feel I feel like kind of ultimately it's going to be about convincing him that he or him learning and realizing either on his own or being convinced by Superman that he, he shouldn't have done what he did. Um, because because yeah. this, this book ends with, with with john saying that this world is built on hope and i have become the villain like he realizes that he's the bad guy in this story because of how he's
2: meddled but, but the question is is he realizing that he shouldn't be a villain or or is it more the idea that no okay they need a villain to, to you know to have hope against yeah to, to, to rally against you know to, to inspire you know to have superman to inspire them and, and be hopeful they have to have a villain to fight so maybe he'll kind of lean into that role instead
0: I mean they're going to have to me on that doing this, I don't know why, why, why would he but like you, but, you need the villain to, to hate
1: but
2: they didn't right? need that like, before
0: it, they had enough villains before
2: yeah but Manhattan is egotistical as shit
1: <laughs> I see I don't think that I think he knows his role to play is that he's become the villain, and that by becoming becoming the villain, he's changed everything, just like Veet did, right? Because he brings that up at the end. Mm. Is that he he allows Veet to walk free, because he's a man of inaction, and that that's just how him and Superman are different. Superman's a man of action. Superman's not going to let this villain get away with whatever happened. So whether that means he's completely changed, but what I think I don't think he's going to be this much much egotistical villain like Connor's I ending mean, is. You know, by him doing against his nature, by him changing things and taking action, by being a man of inaction, it'd be like Superman sitting around and not doing anything, because he is a man of action. That would make Superman a villain in that term. Like I, I'm not using the term villain as a you know.
2: Yeah, I, I think what's interesting Superman. is is you know we keep talking about him as you know, and he's talking about himself as a, a being of inaction, right? And that right. is kind of villainous. Yet right. it was his his action. In moving the lantern, just because he could, right. that actually caused so much of this. So, right. as as much as he thinks he he thinks that it's his doing nothing, that's the bad thing. It's him actually, you know, having having some sort of action was just as bad.
0: Yeah, but the way you describe like him like thinking that he'd hope or he a villain again, it, it, makes, right. it makes it sound like he had the motivation
2: to do it. Where No, no, maybe not at the time, but I think he, he might come to that no, conclusion. Don't he, remember he, I don't the think end of he day... had that conclusion that the whole time. That was never his plan yeah. all along. I'm not saying that. because uh, I don't think he had of the of plan. Day, I,
1: he's a scientist.
2: Yeah, I, so I, I, exactly. This not. is
1: all an experiment to
2: him.
0: Yeah, I agree with Matt. Like To me, to me, him moving that lantern no. is like, let's see what happens if I do this.
2: Yeah, right. I, I, I'm not going against any of that all of that stuff, I'm, I'm talking about here at the end where he has that realization that he's become the villain right. i'm saying from that point on he might embrace it and and go with that role i'm not saying any of the stuff he did before all the all the lantern moving that was right. curiosity that that wasn't villainy there, there is a clear don't, difference don't forget, that this is also
1: the metaphor of the chess game has, has gone throughout this entire mm. series so so here this is where this is going to end up being is it's him and Superman, not necessarily a chess match, but they're going to be on opposite sides, right? Because they're polar opposites. And, and this is where the discussion's going to be. And I feel like it's going to be Superman telling him, like what Pete said, we have enough villains. You know, you're not exactly a villain. You're just a being of curiosity. And, and that sometimes that curiosity, you know, subtle saying, curiosity killed the cat. So, you know, him being curious causes all this and it awakened the metaverse. And now that's something that our heroes in the DCU proper are they going to be aware of it, right? Or is this the whole concept of the metaverse going to be lost to them when Manhattan leaves?
0: Uh, I mean that's not that's an entirely different question. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's open whole cat of worms. That I don't know. Uh, so you know, we, we, so he basically creates New Fifty Two Superman. Like he he, go, he basically goes he goes and checks mm-hmm. where Superman you know comes into fruition now. And we get the, the U52 origin where the parents die when he's, you know, in high school. And, prom. Uh, yeah, prom. Prom's in high school.
1: <laughs> no, I know. But he's going to prom, and that, yeah. that was in the, um, the the Grant Morrison action run. Which, again, action comics. Like, it, it's the through line here. His, his, this his, is why uh, I love Johns. i've, a,
2: I've so good. Question about the, the Superman mm-hmm. changing yeah does he directly change it or is it just a an impact of him changing the, the it's landscape? a butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah butterfly okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Him, him because in every other metaverse the justice society is still around they just don't get influenced by superman you know there are these older heroes that existed and you know john's even he based his jsa off of the golden age by robinson yeah. which put them into this real world of what would have happened afterwards you know, mm. and they all kind of try to go back to civilian life, but they can't. So even without without the Justice Society, that completely changes Superman and the the role of the heroes in the New Fifty Two. Yeah. You know, for for whatever reason that is. So he almost removes the Justice Society, and that's what causes the the New Fifty Two. I, I
2: I love you know, you know I said how before I said he was kind of egotistical. Mm-hmm. Um. He he literally by this he's he's making Superman more like him. You know, he talks about how it makes him mm-hmm. you know, more dis, distant from humanity. You know, I understand uh-huh. him, or I relate more. He's is so he is kind of Edokisto in the sense that this is you know, the other. He he's already uh, agreed that oh, this is this man is the linchpin of this entire multiverse. I you know I, I'm gonna make him more. You know, I I like that he's more like me now. <laughs> Cause, yeah, and, and he does like it because he says it's intoxicating you know like he, he's he's enjoying this
1: yeah because he says he I've altered the mult- metaverse and in turn the multiverse yeah and it says a year ago the metaverse became aware of my hubris and that's where Wally shows up yeah right saying I know what you did um so yeah where's the line I'm looking for oh.
0: uh, the, the- it, it's
1: why is he the center of the universe and as a Superman fan I freaking love that.
0: So... Yeah. No, I actually really like the dialogue at the bottom of this page that uh, plays it over the Wally panels. Uh, I realise that the metaverse metaverse is not passive. Like an organism fighting to survive, there are aspects of it I have underestimated, and innate hope that it fights back to the surface. That, and, you know, that's kind of... This is very meta, almost. It's like, no, people, yeah. you know, rejected yeah. this because it wasn't hopeful, because it was this okay. trying-to-be-edgy thing. Um, and this is kind of him becoming self-aware it's almost like, it's almost like he's actually representing Diddy
2: yeah
0: <laughs> in a bizarre way although here's in crisis tells me he's not learned that much but i mean that's, that's a whole other question whole other well, topic. We'll get, you'll get there in a minute i'm sure yes. well, we'll get
1: there yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh. um so yeah again yeah the idea that the the universe inherently wants to fight back and actually become what it's supposed to be is kind of encouraging uh in, in some way um But yeah, so the idea is turned against them and that, you know, the heroes are literally coming for him and eventually Superman uh, and either he's going to destroy him or he's going to destroy the metaverse. Uh, One of the two. Uh, I assume it's going to be a third thing that he's not actually thinking of because that's the
2: obvious thing to do in a story. Yeah. But um, I think what's interesting is, you know, we we talk about how he always sees time and, you know, and, and he is convinced he can't change anything. Right. Because, well, he's already seen it. So this is just how it happens uh but that's clearly not true when you know he has changed the the metaverse right he's, he's he has actually altered this
0: yeah but it's not like he he's not said that since he's changed it though right what do you mean like like what you just said there that was his like belief beforehand before Oh he... no no but
2: even even afterwards he talks about how he's he's that's... a being of inaction because he and and he's a being of inaction due to those beliefs right of oh well nothing i do matters you know that's why he uh, is 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 like that
1: but that that in turn is his motivation for moving the lantern to see Yeah what happens. yeah
2: like yeah. he's a being of an
0: inaction but he did make one action but him saying he's a being of right. inaction uh
1: well, that's also you need the context of what he's talking about on that last page, where he talks about what happened in Watchmen too. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. he ends he ends the Vietnam War, right? So by him ending the Vietnam War, that's an action. But then he yes. follows that action up with a bunch of what seem like smaller inactions. Those smaller inactions lead to the death of that
0: world. Yeah, he's, right? he's, he's, not, li- he's, the... not, he's not literally saying he's never taken no. action.
2: No. no, no, no. What I meant, though, is, is he only seems to take action of things he has already seen the outcome of right you know so to him in his mind it's not taking action it's just doing what you know what's already been done
1: No, well, i think this is him and that's why i'm loving this book right now right mm. to me it's it's him going i could do so much more and that's what the mm. new 52, and then he learns him doing so much more has a price and in that he created the new 52 and by he changing that world all that, over yeah well, by him doing that, though, it's what he thinks is going to lead to his undoing, because that's what the whole point about the the metaverse is in turn back has, and, yeah. is coming back for him, and that's what he thinks. Why he can't see past that time?
3: Yeah,
1: because the last thing he sees is Superman. Yeah, but I we don't know. If that's what the actual case is. This is all just his
2: point of view. Yeah, it I, is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think.
2: I forgot the point I was going to make. Final, you know, too long.
3: I
1: forgot the, what I was going to say. With the, with the, with the final <sighs> thought uh, from from the quote from Socrates, that every what's it say? I just got, every action um, has its
2: pleasures and its price.
1: Right. So that's you know that's Newtonian law too. Every action has an equal yet opposite reaction. Oh yeah. And yeah. nothing you do doesn't come without a price
0: it's also it's also notable that the only action he's taken seemingly since some point in watchman that's just moving the lantern this was not done to help anyone this was not done to, oh. for for any kind of noble goal it was not done for was, anything no, other than personal and it, curiosity yeah it was not done for any reason other than to test something uh so wait, for himself
1: are, are, so we're putting dido in that right role of manhattan mm-hmm. so you're saying that he did the new 52 just to see what would happen <laughs> he wanted chaos to raid so much he's like yeah
2: I mean... we're changing
1: things like we all know that's not true it's fun to make the joke but it
2: was for sales
1: like it was their pale mary it, it, it was
2: it was happened to work for a short time ultimately but... the wrong choice but i can understand why In the, the, the thought of it came around why they went oh yeah let's do this i mean you know, we 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 know it turned tell that in the end, but I can see why they thought
1: of it. Well, and, and you put that into the Manhattan story, too, with the things of Watchmen. Like, we know why he did all of these things and why he didn't take certain actions versus him actually doing something. And what I mean. Him... Matt, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Um... He's silencing me.
0: Yes. <laughs> I. Yeah, I I think the idea that it doesn't even help Carver Coleman even though he's the closest thing he's got to a friend. <laughs> could,
1: yeah, because yeah. On, he even says that too. Yeah. He could, and that the housekeeper burns the letter of his secret, so mm. that the the murder never goes solved. But he knows he watched. He could basically watch it go down, but again, mm. he's a man of inaction. So him moving that lantern means so much more because of what he did. And maybe is it because of moving that lantern he chooses not to get involved because he sees like, well if I change this one thing, what does this do now? You know? What what is Carver Coleman's role in this universe? And maybe that's why he doesn't. We don't know yet. I'm sure by the end we'll know, you know, but as of right now, even Manhattan doesn't know.
0: So I know why. but
1: I just this whole because of the blackness, right? That's why he he
0: man.
2: He, he, he doesn't know what's narration. ultimately going to happen exactly. because he can't see into that.
0: Oh, sure. No, but I thought he was yeah. talking about Carver Coleman. Is, is but f- no,
2: but that's why he...
1: There's, there's that sense at the end here because we're, we're seeing that this is all... This narration comes after he knows he can't see into the future.
3: Yeah. That
1: he he realized he couldn't help Carver Coleman because what would have that changed? Yeah, like, I, I, his, I get his, what I'm his,
2: saying. His, this is
1: all his hindsight now. You know Yeah, he he, starts he's... Like,
2: He's saying because yeah. he changed the lantern and now he can't right. see anything. He right. don't. He doesn't know how his how any choices he makes right. would actually end up. He hasn't got that certainty right. that he's always had that his right. choices will. You know, uh, he knows exactly how they'll turn out. So if he did save Carver, he doesn't know how that would end up. He doesn't know what that would have, and in a you know, in a long term ripple effect, he doesn't know what would change. I think one of the things we have to talk about here as well that
0: we've kind of glossed over in a weird way. Is the idea that things change at all because.
2: Without his influence, yeah. Right. Why? Well, does no no no,
0: no, no, no. With or without. Like, no, listen, listen to what I'm saying here because mm. in Watchmen, things are kind of not predetermined, but like they just kind of happen. Like, Manhattan's so confused in this earth because things change at all. The idea that for him, there's this weird time flow where. The world changes and reforms and all of a sudden what yeah. was once this date in 1938 is now changed and it's something else that was not right. something that happened in watchman ever he never experienced no. that before yeah. so to, to, to him time yeah. it's almost he ex, he almost expe- as if he experienced it out of order sure but he it was always this, still a straight line right in terms of like yeah. what was happening
2: o- almost as
1: if watchman was cut off from the metaverse right yeah, yes it, as if
0: it's not in the actual yeah. dc multiverse. Meta- 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 yeah, universe, I, yeah. I, right
2: I think what's interesting is he talks early on about uh, branching timelines in mm-hmm. in this book, you know, he talks about you know alternate timelines, um, and you know he witnesses one, he kind of jumps between them essentially because you have that moment with the with the JSA where he sees the same moment twice with and yeah, that Superman. was
1: post yeah because that was post Superman, and that's what I think where Pete's getting to is why do things change in the metaverse? What's enacting those changes?
0: Yeah, because in, in his original world, he never saw changes. Things just happened yeah. like they were always going to happen. You
1: know, you know why? It's it's Alan Moore. Alan Moore has done magic, and yeah. it's cut off the Watchmen universe.
0: And here, here though, like he he he's fascinated by these changes because, he, and I th- I think it actually already puts on a wrench as to how he perceives time because all of a sudden there's multiple versions of times mm-hmm. and. Like it, it means that there's technically like an order of how things are happening in right. the sense
2: that well, Yeah, this, this begs the question, can he jump between alternate timelines or is he experiencing them in a somewhat linear no, fashion? No, I think it, no, no, you
0: know, I think it's in an order. I don't think he's jumping. I don't think he's right, so, well only jumping between them.
2: Right. So that, that's why that's why I'm asking. So this first time with the JSA where he sees the moment twice, yeah. right? So he experiences that first when Superman's there and then it changes, even from his perception, and he sees it. And, yeah. And, so, and now he remembers the previous version, but any time he goes back to this day, it's just this time. Yes. Out.
0: Yeah. Th- that's the way to think about it. The idea is it, it, it probably happened later, but because of the way he can go back and forward and the way yeah. he perceives time, he actually has this moment where back in, ni- in nineteen, like it was like what fifty something, whatever it was, nineteen forty something,
2: I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and he has that moment where he sees this JSA meeting, and then he sees a second version of it. Now, you can read that two ways. One is that he's came back to this time again, and, the, 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 uh, like, you know, he's been here once, he's came back again after the change has happened, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, so for him, there's actually been time passing, but, it, but as we read it, it's just, like, back-to-back, back, right? Or, two, this is just where, where he happens to be when the change occurs. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the, the the point in the timeline that he's experiencing when the, the ripple effect of the, the, the crisis or whatever... Oh change yeah so
1: that, that's what i think it is i think that it's the crisis when that happens the metaverse has those things that fix itself right so then it, it moves superman so now superman isn't involved with the um isn't involved with the justice society so that's why we get that secondary one I, and like I, Pete just said he's there as an observer he's just sitting there because he's actually outside yeah of the but, metaverse. but
0: to just to clarify i, I
2: think I, it was the first thing you were saying pete
0: under no circumstance do I think he can jump back to one that's already happened. No, he can remember them, yeah, but he can't right. jump yeah, back that, to them. That, that well, was it, so on those like two
2: two moments of the the JSA. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're seeing one happen first because we see everything in this you know linear linear fashion. Um, but, uh, he obviously sees this one first. He experiences it first with Superman, right? Um, then. If he went back to, you know, 38 again like like he can in his mind he kind of travels, right? You know, it's it's kind of time travel, it's kind of remembering. It's kind of a Mm -hmm. bit of both. Um, when he goes back there and it's just the new version now, yeah. It's just okay, Superman isn't there. He's not able to Re- you know uh, access the version pre, uh, you know where Superman was there again it's he can't jump between yeah. the timelines to see that and see the outcome of that world a- along that trajectory it's just he has the memory of being there
0: yes <laughs> mm-hmm. all right uh, <laughs> so Car gets shot uh, and uh, we're basically at the end of the book but this is you know where he says I've become the villain as the universe of hope uh, he's on a collision with the man of action and Superman's eyes open. Uh, mm-hmm. And that 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 wraps the, up Doomsday Clock ten. Oh, yeah, and, and then we get to back
1: matter too. Yeah, the script uh, that, that that fills in. Well, not just that. It, the letter
2: from the mother of, the of what, what the she mom, had on him, which was kind of right. just, oh, hey, I know the you know the the truth of where yeah. you came from. You've been lying to the press.
1: Well, that and yeah, and that he was gay yeah. on top of it. It was like a Rock Hudson situation. Yeah, and and you know, and, and that's ultimately why he's so distressed there at the end, and why he starts drinking so heavily because. He doesn't want this out. And you look at that in his history of why he was fired, right? Because he, he busted the studio head, you know, yeah. uh, on there and stuff. It just it really fills that in. And I just love this whole Nathaniel Dusk story too, and how it plays with what pop culture was back then versus what pop culture is now, you know, and, and all about the, the pop or the post war culture and them feeling broken. So that's why you had so many so many film noirs with these broken characters that were so popular, you know, and uh, you put that into superheroes and and all of that, like it just, yeah. um, I'm really loving what Johns is doing. Like, yeah, I know he kept, he used to catch a lot of flack for just being this this guy that would reboot things and take ideas that wasn't weren't his and build on them, but here I think he's really weaving this tapestry of what modern comics are. Yeah, definitely,
2: and and that's the thing because this is building on. Mm-hmm. Morrison's multiverse for example yeah. um, but this is a, an entirely new concept above that right. of the metaverse right. Yeah. yeah um, no, I mean this show is great I mean this
0: <laughs> just, yeah. uh, just to get to quality here I suppose yeah. <laughs> um, obviously the art's fantastic I, I think
2: after we've spoken for 45 minutes and I don't think we've said a bad word about it <laughs> you can no. kind of just assume we thought it was great yeah
1: <laughs> Oh man, that art there—just the again the the film noir stuff going from black and white to the real world, and just just the way that Frank draws Hedy Lamar too. Yeah, like it's, oh, it's so evocative of that time period. Also,
0: Gary Frank can't save that New Fifty
2: Two Superman suit. I still hate that. It no, I saw
1: it. it's still bad. Yeah, it's still bad.
2: I still hate it. Um. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not holding that against him. It had to be there for the sake. No, of No,
1: and I think that's the point though. Is is even Frank can't save that design. Because the New 52 ultimately was a, a big oopsie, you
0: know? <laughs> that should be the end of the book. Manhattan goes, you know what? I made an oopsie. I'll, I'll go fix it. Yeah. Um, no, I I just, uh,
2: like That's Matt's review of the entire New 52. The New 52, uh-huh. a big oopsie. Yeah.
1: I mean, there are some bright spots. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. ultimately, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think
0: at the end of the book that there is going to change things again. I don't think it's going to like, just put us into like pre new 2, but no. I do expect JSA and Legion back. I do expect things to alter other ways, maybe we, we can't predict yeah. yet. Well,
1: um, yeah, because don't forget that Emra's still around and we still don't know her full story. I right? hate Saturn Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Thunder's running around. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Johnny Thunder was working on the film set.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I noticed that. Yeah. He's the PA
1: that gets fired for bringing the coffee. That doesn't taste right, so you know, the, both of them showing up here like that um, are, i think—are going to have a big part in this going
0: forward. So, yeah. but I do—I do think we'll be in a new version of continuity at the end of Doomsday mm-hmm. Clock. Yeah, oh, just to hope okay. we are. Yeah, unless Dio is determined to just ignore it and
2: doesn't. That's want that's my concern. Yeah. Is that that this has gone on so long since John's kind of kicked off rebirth now that maybe they've gone Do you know what we're not sticking to that plan anymore we've got other ideas and this is just oh we'll we'll, we'll finish off the story but it's not going to have the repercussions that it once had the plans to have and if that happens we'll complain but uh yeah uh I, I have a question yeah why why is it fine that we can have you know manhattan's dong flapping around but we we couldn't have batman's in in Damned? and and this isn't even like you know the the black label mature line. This is just you know the regular book. It's just because it's blue.
1: Maybe I mean, I mean outside of the one panel, I think Frank does a pretty good job of trying to hide it.
2: Through, he does it, but it's been moments. there throughout the book, right? Oh
0: yeah. Kind
1: of, I don't know. He asked an un- unanswerable question. I think.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. Prestige of where where it comes from. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care, to be honest.
2: It <laughs> just, just I just yeah, you know, it popped into my head. I was like, why are they allowed in this book but but we couldn't in Batman? Uh, I don't know, it's maybe
1: the way that it was drawn. I don't know.
2: Maybe, yeah. The one the one in
1: uh the one in Batman Dan was too muscular.
0: Well I imagine <laughs> the what given the given the art style from down, I imagine yeah. it was a lot more realistic and detailed looking as opposed to Probably the, yeah. the blue deck in this. Uh, Probably so baby. <laughs> it will be shaded, you know. I'll have a proper, proper. Look to it. Um, all right. I, I mean, I guess that's Thursday clock. Issue 10. Um, I should <laughs> Um I mean, I guess to sum up, it it, it takes all of DC history. It kind of says something about it. Creates a new thing out of it. Uh, exemplifies the importance of Superman, but it also also feels like it's all counting down to the big final showdown, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So, and all of all of those things, it is it excels. Um, and honestly, given I'm actually uh, I'm starting I'm actually pretty convinced at this point that the reason why the book has been delayed at least the last couple of times has not been to do with art. So what do you think it is then? I think and this is maybe hopeful thinking, but I think because of what the ramifications of it are going to be, and because of having to said? like the fact the fact to like push it back and rethink about what they're doing with the rest of the books in the line, I actually think they've spread out the final few issues more than they probably needed to be. Just so that they're, they're prepared for what it's going to do to everything else.
2: You think uh, they're planning to, okay, we need time to sell all the rest of the books rather than th- just maybe? the time to finish this one. Oh, man, if
1: that's okay, so the oh, yeah, case, that's more hopeful.
0: I mean, not, not so much to start other the books, more just to, I mean, maybe they will be, I guess there will well, be yeah, no, books. But not even,
2: not even sell them up, but sort them out from, okay, get everyone on the same page editorially with. yeah. Jumping forward at roughly the same time, we're all on the same page.
0: Yeah, all jumping forward in time at the very least. If if not outright, like okay, there's some continuity changes for certain characters because yeah. of how much yeah. changed. Um, like, uh, and the reason why I was thinking this is because some uh, some I saw someone point out online that Frank had f- like would be, had been working on issue ten, uh, and was maybe even nearly done it before issue nine came out. And you know we've had delays to issue ten after issue nine came out.
2: It's true, Mm -hmm. because, like I said, we've been seeing that page of the JSA for at least three or four months. So,
0: it seems like yeah, there maybe has been some genuine delays, obviously. The the fact that it went to every other month was obviously a genuine thing that needed to happen, but it feels like some of the the recent delays where it was like, oh, another week another week, another week it feels like this might be something else
2: Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's not what I'm saying I'm trying not to get my hopes up Um, I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm still feeling quite cynical of post Doomsday Clock because John's is very not involved uh, and and feels like he has very little say in what happens after. So I'm kind of just cynical as to whether or not they'll follow up and do, you know, really do what it should be doing. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, You know, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I hope Pete's right on this one
1: i'm saying ddo's blonde or blonde ddo's bald Yes. manhattan's bald
0: yes that's
1: ominous gonna...
0: <laughs> that was your point matt that was, that's what you were getting yeah. to <laughs> um all right uh matt what are you rating now at 10 i'm gonna give it the first ever 10.5 <laughs> that much has that much it's, it's just a 10 there's no such thing as a 10.5 10. 10.5 10. people it's not no it's not code, it's no. a 10
2: I'm uh,
1: putting it in the
2: books with a 10.5 <laughs> Connor I, I do agree that it has to be a 10 though I mean it's yeah you know, we, we've talked at length of all these things that it's done and it's excelled at there's not been a single yeah. negative thing that we've said and it managed to introduce something entirely new and exciting and you know really uh, lives with something really great to go forward with no matter where this the rest of the book goes yeah, uh, 10 from me too. Doesn't <laughs> happen often
0: that. Triple 10. Triple 10. Triple 10. Mm. Well, I mean, I might get a bit of whiplash here because from the hope of rebirth to the demise of rebirth <laughs> with Heroes in Crisis, issue
2: 9, Tom King right and Clayman on the art. Even, even before you do anything further,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that introduction. Has just made me glad I didn't read you know, the last couple of issues. Yeah, oh, I, feel, I, feel, I feel justified in not having to feel the rage.
0: Do, do I'm, rage. Getting,
2: I'm getting proxy rage already. Joe, The
0: sad thing is, is that I don't even know what the point of the story was at the end of it. Because
1: that's that was my thing too. <laughs> I said that to Twitter after I read it. Is like I, I get the the machinations there of King, and ultimately why he chose to tell the story. I don't know what the overall point of it all and why it needed to be nine issues. This could have been five, right?
0: Like, that, that's could have been three issues.
1: Like, you know, and, and again, it's very noble of him to try to take up the cause of depression and PTSD and how it would affect these people. I just think that it was completely fumbled.
0: I just... I don't, the whole time. I, like, ultimately, all the final issue is is explaining... Uh, well, no, the last issue explained how it happened, but this issue is yeah. just like the because you know because we had Batgirl and Mister Gold and Blue you know Blue Beetle and Harley all sort of team up to try and like yeah. stop things or, or fix things, and ultimately all it is is they show up and talk to Wally, uh, the two Wallys yeah. before one of them has to die. Um, and there's like a really awkward joke at one point as well where Harley like needs him in the nuts and like Wally who's five days old is like oh yeah I forgot that happened that's going to sting yeah. that one um yep. and but all, the, all ultimately like i, I just n- nothing about this like at the end of the book i was like this is actually baffling to me like we don't get a scene in this book where barry reacts to this where barry, barry no. like uh, is aware of what w- w- he's just done and what he's going through yeah um and nothing justifies it nothing like c- comes out and like like so everyone's actually still dead, except Ivy, who came back because she was in well, a flower. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Ivy, uh, Wally. Wally's still alive because he gets taken away.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Wally's still alive because of the whole yeah. time loop thing. He just had to yeah. uh, like finish he the I loop. He it. Yeah.
1: Which, yeah, yeah. Which, ugh, that's frustrating as hell. Yeah. But Roy's we still dead.
0: Uh, like, yeah. Lagoon wow. Boy's still dead. All, all, those, all those characters who died are still dead.
1: So I came across a thread earlier in the week about how Roy might be a Leviathan,
0: <laughs> and
1: this only added to that evidence. Sure. Be- because out of everybody, he's the only character that got mourned throughout That's the... Because book.
2: no one gave a shit about anyone else.
1: But but even though, Connor, if you wanted to make this go, e- even in the, the Williamson issues of The Flash, it didn't seem like... Barry, not the Flash, uh, that he wrote for Batman, it didn't seem like Barry was that upset about anything that happened here. Right? Yeah. So, you know, there was no spillover except for Roy. Roy is still the only character
0: that got so, mourned over different so
2: books. Let, let me just double check. Wally is still a mass murderer. A- yes. Accidental but mass murderer.
1: It's not so much murder as much as it's manslaughter.
2: So, okay, but he covered it up.
0: Yeah, he covered it up. That that's the worst. The worst thing he did is right. he covered it up. He tried to right. like.
1: And that's what Lois. No, that's no, that's the evidence that Lois has though.
0: Yeah, but well, this is the thing. The, the cover up was just to give him time so that he could, right. uh, send the stuff into Lois and. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh, I'm so glad I've got up. It makes here. no sense. <laughs> it's
1: when I read Identity Crisis, everything added up at the end. And you might not like the stuff that happened throughout, or it might be controversial. But at the end of the day, the whole point of that was how these secret identities protect, but also can hurt the heroes, right? Their personal life and their work life crossing over. And here I feel the moral of the story is don't cover up a mass murder. If you have PTSD, <laughs> 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 because at um, the end, know, I don't feel that Wally that Wally's is that changed because I feel like the Wally that comes from five days has shook off the PTSD, which he can't do because we had eight issues basically summing that up. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, you'll get better, man. You know how I know? I'm you from the future and we're, and we're better. And I feel like that undermines everything of the last eight issues.
0: So... I just... I don't... Everything in here... Again, I am baffled that the Justice League never actually show up. We never get to see Barry react to this confession or, or anything. What about
2: all their investigation, though?
0: Right. Oh yeah, they're not in this book.
2: They're not in this issue. But that was like a whole big thing at the start—is them investigating it and figuring it out, and it was a murder mystery.
1: Yeah, but once once they realized that it wasn't Harley or Booster, I feel like King. I don't feel like King ever wanted to tell a detective story.
2: But then why did like he
1: set up as a was... mystery mystery? That... I'm getting there. Calm down. Call your Jets person who hasn't read the last three issues, all right? Um, but I feel like he he put it on there as a red herring. Because ultimately this was to tell a story of trauma and PTSD and how that affects that. But it all just got muddled. Like, it all just became a goop, it's... you know? I mean, it's... And it gets lost in there.
0: It's character assassination. That, that, that's this entire book just ruins Wally West because it, it, it takes him and now he's not Wally anymore. He's not the Wally we, we know or like or anything we like so, about Wally. He's do, he's not there.
1: <laughs> you remember at the beginning you said that this is all gonna get bulldozed over? I have the feeling that Doomsday Clock's gonna do that.
0: I really hope it does. I I, I hope at the end of so, Doomsday Clock fixes this shit.
1: I don't I don't think that that Johns would put in there that the metaverse has actions of trying to fix itself, and we see Wally pop up in Doomsday Clock, and then this comes out. Um, I just I feel like the metaverse is going to fix itself, and I this mean, is going to get
2: buried. To lend some potential credence to this, mm-hmm. they told us that Heroes in Crisis was delayed to this week due to yeah. revelations in Doomsday Clock yeah. or something, right? It was because they were linked. It was due to events in one of them. And it, But it's not. And there was no clear event linkage, parallels, anything mm-hmm. beyond the metaverse and the concept of things changing, wanting to get back to how yeah. things are supposed to be. Yeah,
1: they lied. That there, I can't find it. If it's there, someone has to explain it to me. Unless it's.
0: I don't think it's that they lied. I think it's that they're just. It's a very. Who's making noise? Connor,
2: dude, Connor. Connor. You, you know
0: I've got food. It's We've, not me. Move the popcorn somewhere where the dice doesn't get picked up there. Jesus Christ. So unprofessional. Says um, um, yeah. you.
2: Unprofessional.
0: You don't hear me when I'm eating. I'm very smart, you open but...
2: cans in the middle of sentences all the time.
0: That's intentional for a joke, you tit. Um, okay,
2: anyways, here's a Crisis. You don't think they
1: lied? No, what I, do you think it is? Well, I
0: don't think it's that they lied. I think it's just that their definition of linkage is is a very, very uh, thin. <laughs> like, it's like, a,
1: it's like a, when you walk into a spider web and now you're linked to the wall. You, you you peel it off and you throw it on the ground. Like, I don't... I don't know. I kept that in mind when I read this and I kept waiting for the Doomsday Clock to die and I couldn't find it. Yeah,
0: no, because I said this that there wasn't going to be an actual tie-in. I didn't think there was going to be. I'd, I'd have been shocked if well, there was. Even
1: a, a, Yeah, not even a tie-in, but, like, a reference of some kind that, you know, to the future. And I just, there's nothing there. Like, there's no, I figured it would have to do with Booster. Like, because I I traveler.
2: that they would need, if if they're, because they outright said, oh, we moved it because, you know, of things in Doomsday Clock.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I assumed that, not necessarily, oh, it's not going to tie in. But it's gonna reference something that happened in Doomsday. Yeah. Oh, that's all. Just a reference. No, no, a the, throwaway uh, line. They didn't the, want to spoil
0: it. The connection is purely thematic. It's purely the idea of uh, of uh, the fact that Wally shows Wally up. People- it's it's, it's kinda of the Wally start and end of Wally story, I guess. But also
2: just the idea of, of the uh, there is no need for this to be on the same week. No, you know, there was no like, if, if they needed to delay it no, because it wasn't ready. It's it's not fine. a need
0: by any means, but it, it, that's why they wanted to push it oh. to this week.
2: Here's the thing: the reason they wanted to push it is so they had more content on a week five. That's what I think, which is fine. Just say, do you know what? It's you know, we 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 need it on that week. You know, solicit it for that week in the first place. Don't come up with some convoluted bullshit. Just. Just you know, I, I'm not saying I agree with them. Up. I'm just trying to justify their explanation. No, their explanation was was bullshit, and they know it. Um, I just I, I don't really feel strongly about it
0: because it's just it's whatever. Like, they do this to comics all the time. To 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 me, this is the exact same as like like every second cover being misrepresentative of what's in the book. I'm just used to this bullshit by now.
1: No, but I I don't like them saying that it ties with Doomsday Clock and vice versa. And that's why they have to be released the same day. And normally, when something like that happens, I'll tell you, read this one first. And there was yeah. none of that. Well, to, to the re- you know? to, for,
0: for the record, they never said it ties in. They never used that word.
2: To go
1: back and see the solicit.
2: No, it, it wasn't solicit. It wasn't solicit. It was news article like a L- week ago or two, two weeks ago. Oh. It simply said, because of events in Doomsday Clock. Right. Yeah, that's all they
0: said. Um, I don't think, I don't even know if they said they need to do it. It was just because of Wednesday's day clock. I should. I should. know issues in crisis has been pushed back to the same week.
1: Yeah. Hey, I don't think it need to be nine issues. I, this is a theme with Tom King, and outside of of Mister Miracle, I feel like he spins his wheels a lot. You know, and say what you will about Bendis and all his word bubbles and whatnot at least with the story i don't feel like his story spins the wheels right like there's a lot of content there and the same with tom king but i feel like there's a lot more filler when it comes to, to king and i love the guy don't get me wrong
2: um it's funny uh, this feels... earlier Pete said this could have been like three issues
1: yeah
2: and um you know all the people who hate decompressed storytelling really yeah. hate bendis for that i'm like wow yeah. Kings just as guilty in the in, in yeah. that regard for sure.
1: Um so you know how they do the panels with the with the different heroes and that that was probably the brightest spot in this one with me is we got to see all the Robins. Like all of them. They even include um uh spoiler in there. Uh, and
2: yeah, I hear, I hear that there was a there was a lot of those uh, interviews in this Yeah, situation. there's it's a lot more. So it
1: makes it seem like Sanctuary is still around. Like it's still there for therapy for superheroes, which that's cool. Like make Sanctuary a thing. You know?
2: Um, well, ultimately, there was nothing wrong with Sanctuary, right? If, if, if um, no, because that, and... was, that was some of the theories. at always, you know. What, the, why the do pugglers, you was it all the, the robots? You know, go, was was, was yeah. did Sanctuary go rogue somehow? That was a lot yeah. of theory at the start. Hold
0: on, hold on. Why, why do you think this implies Sanctuary still around after this?
1: Because a lot of the heroes that are there, it feels like it's very contemporary. You know, it feels like it's. I
0: like, I, I, I just feel like. I've had the, the concept
1: of sanctuary is so fine.
0: I've had the impression the whole time, through the entire book, that every single interview we've seen is set before the events of the, the, the murders.
1: See, I thought that too, and then this one, there's just certain parts of the interviews, I feel, that are just... Uh,
2: out these... of interest, is there yeah. any reason why Sanctuary couldn't still be around?
0: No. Uh, I guess not. I don't, I don't really ever want to see it again, Cause... but... No, and
1: we don't have to, but I like the idea that it's there. And like, if if they were to do a story where somebody needs a break, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to sanctuary for for a month or two, you know, like, you know, just, I, I don't know, I, like Tim.
0: I feel like I feel
1: like Tim Drake would would go to sanctuary more than often than not because I just feel like he his mental health is. Important to him, I feel you know?
0: I, no, it's just the thing. I still so much that the concept essentially is wrong, but I feel like after there's been a mass murder like this, which was again accidental, like the amount of powered people that are going but see, there, I
1: feel that all comes out to at least the superhero community,
0: yeah, but yeah, general public. would the Trinity feel comfortable sending yes. people back here after this yeah, event?
1: Because ul- yeah, because ultimately it wasn't on them, ultimately it was that they didn't know how to deal with Wally, right? Because Wally wasn't being 100% honest
2: there. I would say, yes, um, you know, again, yeah. having not read, you know, the last few issues, but I would say, yeah, they would still feel comfortable because, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, one, uh, it failed one person. It failed Wally. Right. Um, and that failure
0: failed everyone else who was there.
2: Well, right, no, 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 but no. That's okay, like... no, but here's the thing. You <laughs> know, it's undeniable that it failed Wally and it led yeah. to a terrible accident. Right. But they've shown how many, you know, all these interviews, all these people who have been to Sanctuary and come out better for it. They might okay. still look at this and go, "No, no, we still need sanctuary. This is still it, a net positive thing." You know, do, do like,
0: Duhon, like I, answer, answer, me this. Do either of you ever want to see it again?
1: Yes, I wouldn't mind seeing it under certain circumstances. I, I don't I want a whole mini series. I don't want like the Sanctuary Files, and we get deep into the, the head. But if like a superhero, let's say, let's say Ted Cord, right, having a hard time dealing, and he, him and Booster have a book. This is, you know, whatever. And he's like hey booster i'm going away for a month i'm gonna to go to sanctuary because i need to fix some things and that's fine i don't need to see him like go back there maybe an issue of him dealing with with whatever his issues are i think it's a good concept no
2: i i, you know? I agree with that i remember even when back then, when this was announced we were like yeah. oh this is a cool idea of a of a place and i don't yeah. think the story has ruined I, the place itself and i
1: but I don't need, like, action sequences in Sanctuary. Yeah, that I, I don't need thing.
2: stuff set
1: well,
0: there's um, it's, it's not so much that I think the concept is bad, because I liked the concept well enough when they first brought it up, you know, back when before we even knew what the book was called. It was just Sanctuary things or even, coming.
1: Yeah. Or even Ivy and, and Harley going to Sanctuary to work on their relationship. You know, like, that would be something like, like, with, a,
2: you know what, like a book like harley quinn i know you guys aren't yeah. you know, a fan of that book no but, but that doing an issue of harley yeah. going to sanctuary and her yeah. having, spending you know a week in sanctuary as an issue yeah. i think that or, could be a fantastic issue
1: yeah but no and i, and I think you just dropped some of like the mass concepts and whatnot that i feel where they those were just introduced to make it seem a little bit more sinister
2: it, to, to make you it know, seem uh, like a more like a murder mystery
1: yeah right i, I just think that ultimately that the, the while the story was flawed, I think the concept is solid. And I wouldn't mind it being a thing, you know? I,
2: I would think that they'll still keep it around. Maybe they, they, you know, the Trinity go away and improve upon it. They're like, no, we can do better. But yeah. I think the core idea, I think they'll still be into and want to have as yeah. as a resource for the for the community.
0: Uh, this is the case. I mean, maybe in time I'll be, uh, I'll be feel better, but, I mean, but, but,
2: but, right now, right now, this, is, right now, like this uh, is tainted.
0: I don't give a shit. I don't want to see sanctuary ever again. Right now, this, this I hate is, the fucking place.
2: Okay. This is kind of like a rehab facility, right? Okay. Yeah. Someone goes and, you know, voluntarily checks okay. themselves into a rehab facility. You know, hundreds of people are there every year. At one point, one, one guy, you know, brings in a knife, somehow he smuggles it in and he kills three people there. Do you say, right, we're never sending anyone to there again? Or do you go, well, hang on, no, we'll, we'll do better, we'll take more precautions, we to fix it. but we're, we're, but we're going to use, we're not going to shut the whole place down, are we? Yeah.
0: I mean, you're comparing someone with a knife to someone who has a speed force bomb powers that just kills everyone <laughs> well, instantly. Well,
1: n- now, now you're turning this into the <laughs> superhuman registration act, B. You it sounds like are, to are, yeah. you It sounds to me like you're pro Iron Man. Like, me and Connor over here being like, Nah Cap, we're Team Cap over here. You know, like
0: I'm just no, I'm saying that the guilt of what happened to everyone there would weigh on the, 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 the hero characters a little bit. That's all I'm saying. I
1: I don't disagree, but I also don't see them just shutting the doors and denying people help. When there's there's a system in there that just may maybe needs to be thought about a little bit differently instead of throwing all the Kryptonian tech in there and letting them deal with this it. again, know.
0: I want to specify: literally everyone there, except the two who were left as the suspects, were killed. Like everyone. This was like yes. an entire like building full of people were killed. Yeah.
1: So this Wait. is what I mean. This, they change the way they do things. I think this actually conversation is way better than anything that happened in the book. You know, so at least the stuff that happened as Lud does talking about it here. Because I could see like a metropolis sanctuary, a Gotham sanctuary, where they're compartmentalized. Maybe,
2: maybe, it's, maybe it's just a case you know? of no, no no, there needs to be people there to talk to them yeah. as people, not just leave it to the robots. Mm. Right? right. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe that's the lesson they need to take uh, away, but what, still I, have this concept. Here's the thing, cool.
0: though. I don't want to see any of this. I don't. I don't want them to answer this. I don't mm-hmm. want to see it again. I want them to forget this concept ever existed, and I want this to be retconned to shit. I, oh, want... I
2: definitely don't. No.
0: Doomsday Clock. No. The end of it. I want all this to be I retconned. Want... I want. I want. I don't because I don't want a Wally who remembers doing this. I don't want a Wally who remembers going oh, through no. this.
2: Okay. No. 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 You can get rid of the Wally side of it and still have Sanctuary exist. As as a place, as a concept, uh, and still continue, but just okay. The stuff with Wally didn't happen. I'm okay with that. I mean, sure, whatever. I
0: don't really care though. Like, I don't, why do you still want it to be there? Like, are you that. would so
2: too- I I really like it as a concept, as a place uh, for for you know as as a part of the mythology of the superhero community. It, I like it in that regard. It's just
0: too tainted for me. This just, at, at this point. It's just like I don't know. Yeah. Just...
1: Uh, you you were saying about you're talking about blood over anger, Connor, and it's not anger as much as disappointment that this is what where we chose to go. And as a big Wally fan, it it sucks. That's what they chose yeah. to do, and it feels like an edict from above. Here's,
0: here's, here's my other problem with the story, and that I, sucks. I don't think there's actually that much of a story in Heroes in Crisis. It's it no. is it, is basically. The entire book, in, in in a sense, is just exposition of how the thing at the start happened, and that's it. There's yeah. no, there's no actual like pivot. There's no like, like threat in the third act. There's not. There's nothing like that. It it just it gets to the end, and it's like, oh, this is just how it was always going to end. Because that this is the thing is that there was always going to be one Wally left alive. Because when we talk about the loop happening, mm-hmm. the 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 younger one is always left alive to continue. Like that, that that was not a new event that happens at the end of the issue. The younger one was always going to be living at the end of the book because the loop just is is forever, right? It always happens that one does the thing, goes back in time 5 days, goes through gets yeah, confronted with everyone because they
1: don't want to change. So yeah, Connor, that's what happens is they don't want to change things because booster knows when you change things it it causes problems.
0: Yeah. Right. So we
1: can't affect right, so we can't affect the time stream
0: yeah so so, so it's, it's a loop it that has just to has to happen yeah right but okay. but the younger wally uh is always going to continue on so there's no actual <sighs> there's no like they don't affect it this is this is my big problem they spend so much time building up this team of batgirl harley booster and beetle and they don't affect a goddamn thing not really <laughs> I mean, sure, they were always going to show up and maybe have the conversation they do, but ultimately, they never really figure anything solid out or really achieve anything. Um, mm-hmm. The the other characters investigate and really achieve. The only thing of interest me really was the idea that Wally was going to leak like the fact that this place exists to to the public. But even that doesn't really get followed up
2: upon that much beyond. No. That Superman has a speech. I just want it on the record. I did not defend any element of this story whatsoever. Yeah. Just the no. concept of sanctuary.
1: Yeah, and that and that's where I am too. <laughs> Like I like that as a concept. So if it gets retconned in that we, you know, we get rid of Wally doing all this, but still sanctuary as a concept, I think is fine. I just I don't think we needed a whole miniseries. I think calling it a crisis was a huge
2: overreach of well, that term, especially when either Metal or Doomsday Clock could have conceivably yeah. been a crisis, yeah. and yeah, this yeah. is the crisis we got. And then thing. again, you
1: you can play up though to play devil's advocate here that this is not a crisis in that term It's an actual personal crisis. It the is. actual, you know, you know, definition of it. But, yeah, I mean, th- there are stuff that I do like in here. I like all of the hero personals here that we see. And, like, we get characters that we haven't seen yet. And, you know, some of the stuff really struck home. Like, you see, you know, uh, Jessica Cruz talking about how even though she's gotten better, she still likes to go up to the stars and be alone. You know? And that's just always going to be with her. Or you have all the Robins talking about who am I, you know? you know dick's this and and tim's that and they're all talking about each other and each one of them you know they feel like they don't have an identity and then you get to damien and damien's like huh, they all said that What what they say about me whereas he doesn't feel like he actually has an issue or this problem of, of what he represents as robin i, I and then think it's to, more
2: just uh you know damien's not old enough yet to be aware of right. the, of the problem he's still well, in that you know youthful arrogance
1: Right. And then you get to, to Stephanie Brown and her spoiler costumes like, oh, I bet you they didn't even mention me as Robin. They always forget. You know, so there's these little things here that I like seeing these other sides of the heroes that get lost. Kind of what King sold the, at least me on of, you know, why they need this type of place, what type the the job they chose puts this huge burden on them and they need somewhere to go talk about. So I still like all of that. But. All this stuff to do with Wally and Booster, which that pisses me off because you have Wally, Booster, and Ivy, three of my favorite DC characters, involved in the story that ultimately goes nowhere.
0: There, there, you know, there, there's barely a story, and honestly, the confessionals like so, they're hit and miss. Like I think some of them feel like they're just like hitting a, a really obvious point home. Some of them it feels like. You know, because all the ones in this book are all one panel. It's just like, each nine grid yeah. page is just one panel per character of just all these different things.
2: Oh, instead of the, the nine, yeah. yeah, one character.
0: Page. Yeah, it's, it's going through tons of characters, and some of them are just like, yeah, okay, so you, you, you at the very least looked up to a wiki, a wiki page of who this character is, so you could write this, this panel, <laughs> and that's about it. Um,
1: well, no, but there's even stuff like with Dr. Light, where she says even everything that's happened, everything he did, and I still choose to go by this name. Like, I just... There's stuff in there that I... Here's the, here's the thing, Matt. Here's the, really the thing.
0: Like. These these confessionals are almost completely pointless and add nothing to the, the actual story or the, the the what's supposed to be the main story they, of the book.
1: I disagree, and that's why I feel like these... When they go through them, is showing that there's more success through Sanctuary than there was not.
0: You know? Honestly, so, after this final issue, they feel like padding to me. Um I don't think there should be anything in this final issue. Yeah, I mean, you, you probably cut two issues of the book just by taking out all the confessional pages, um, quite I easily. I said that
2: a while ago when I was still reading because yeah. it, it yeah. was originally seven issues at the yeah you know, when it was originally yeah. solicited, and I obviously got bumped up. And well, I, and then
1: we had that one where they brought in uh, Garrett's to do the art, right? And that that felt like a filler. That almost felt like Heroes in Crisis annual, <laughs> you know, like so. So yeah, I, I, I'm I, just saying, like I didn't. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Like I'm not I'm not gonna buy the collected edition, I'll tell you that much. You know? So
0: yeah. I, I can't believe how little actually happened in this book. Like not this issue, that like the whole nine issues. I can't believe how little actually happened um in terms of progression, in terms of like choices being made, in terms of any of these things. Uh, and I like decompressed stories, I really do. My problem here isn't decompression, my problem is that like Bendis is very decompressed and i like Bendis's decompression because i feel like it leaves me on like it, like it focuses on a specific you know period per issue it leaves me on a cliffhanger but i feel like by the end of every issue a significant thing has happened to move the story forward every single time i feel that way with this book i feel like out of the nine issues i got very little of that where it i think it was like...
2: maybe like issue six maybe where we had the one chunk of oh it's starting to move forward now and then that was you know where we first got the reveal of oh actually Wally's involved. Mm. Uh, that was the first time in the story where it felt like it was moving forward, and it, and it was still not a huge leap, right? It was, it wasn't like it didn't really you know set on a huge path forward either, but. It was the first moment um, where we, where, when reading it, we went, oh, it actually feels like we have Yeah, and,
0: and the final, the final like, page of this is just Wally being kind of moody again and thinking of his family and how they're not here. And I'm like... So nothing's changed. We've made this point. We've made this point repeatedly. I, I just... I don't... Like, I get nothing from this final page. Absolutely nothing from it.
1: Well, I get that it's always going to be with him no matter what he does. Like, you get... It's just not an off and on switch. Like... Even even if you talk about your problems and you go through all this therapy, you're, it's still going to be with you, and that's what I feel. That's what that represents. Like, yeah, he might be better where he doesn't want to self harm, but it's still going to be with him because he misses his family. So, I know, you know.
2: I've uh, I've seen some people who have like you know been through PTSD and mm-hmm. uh, you know other things and say, oh, they really like this story because it's it's yeah. really you know realistic and representative, J- J- and I, like, I get that. <laughs> but it's not really a story. Yeah, it's not really a story, but on top
0: of that, I think the, the maybe problem number one is I don't think anyone wanted a PTSD story about Wally West. No one wanted this.
1: I did. When they announced it, and that's what it was going to be, I just don't like the execution of it. I still think it's a fine idea.
2: Because yeah, no, as I of right now... The the idea you know, of, okay, no, Wally has been through that, you know, multiversal changing events, and he yeah. feels lost and you know you, you there are repercussions to that i'm i'm down for that mm-hmm. story in well, theory well
0: no, let me rephrase what i said there cuz no i'm fine with the using the idea of he he
2: misses his wife
0: and kids and but like actually build a story out of it. Like have him like trying to search for how we can somehow get back to them, even if they're going to be failures, even if it ends in a sad way where it doesn't work. You know, well, do right, something but with it. That's
1: not what he chose to but, do. But, or, also-
0: or, or 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 make or just make Wally sound like freaking Wally. Wally in this book does not sound like Wally West at
2: all. Again, I'm not I'm not defending yeah. the book's choices. I'm not defending the writing. I'm saying I would like a story about Wally West and PTSD. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So again, the execution was way, way off. And there there are ways to do it. But at the same time, I can look and see where King's justified in this. And this is Wally at his lowest. This is him essentially committing suicide. And his friends are able to intervene. Right. At well, the okay. End here. Well,
0: let me rephrase then. Since we're picking apart my so, PTSD comments so much, but yeah. do you want a story where Wally West basically wants to commit suicide because of what's happened with with Flashpoint?
2: I think and there's. So
1: on? I think there's a way to do it. I really yeah, I'm, do. I'm, I'm, I just I'm don't okay feel this was
2: it. it. That that story of him having those thoughts and and yeah. dealing with that. Yeah, I, I do want that story. I just want a good story of it. Yeah. <laughs> the just... whole
1: idea of Wally West was he was always the most relatable. Of, of these generation of characters
0: I just, this, this story feels so tone deaf to me, that's what it feels like it feels like they just don't understand what anyone wants from the character, or what anyone wants, wants from from a story to do with any of these characters it, it just, like I guess this is what's so baffling to me about compared to Mr. Miracle is that Mr. Miracle takes this character tells this really touching story about, you know, about depression fatherhood, right, and, and yeah. fatherhood and, and whatever, like it, it does it in such a a way where you really get into the character's head, but it feels right. And I think with, with Wally, though, we have these more like set pre-ideas pre of who Wally is and what he represents. And well, on paper, yeah, it sounds fine to say, okay, he represents hope and he feels all this pressure because of that. And I'm not saying that you can't do a story where that gets to him, but this story goes to such a goddamn deep end of the, 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 the ocean. He goes to this place where he can never recover from this. The only way you fix Wally West now is to reckon this. I,
2: I suspect. You know, you're saying how he can't recover from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suspect that's the point. I suspect yeah. that that is the point of. Okay, no, no, PTSD. You don't just recover. You don't just get better. You, you know, it, it's always there. I think that is supposed to be the point of this story. It's just yeah. his. No, yeah. These are
1: his choices, and you can hate them as a Wally fan. But through this, that he has to live with these choices, you know. He decided to cover it up, like you know.
0: Yeah, but that's that's what that's what people don't like is like, yeah, it's Wally's choices, but a writer made those choices for him, <laughs> and it, they feel right. they, and they feel like we can never have Wally that we want back back again. When the whole point of rebirth is that he represented getting back see, things I we I m- missed
1: because you can, because I said that with Superman, right? And it wasn't the same, but. We had Reborn come through.
0: Yeah, they had to recon it. They had to change continuity.
1: But that's the thing. But that stuff still happened. Those books still are there. Like, the only way this completely gets undone is to, like, stop printing it and whatnot. So, like, even (laughs) if they recon it, it'll still be there. You know what I mean? Like,. No, red card, I don't here. care if I you're
0: just, still there. It could be on the shelf. It could be on a strip of hardcover, so which like, I will never look at. I will never look at it. But just red card out of continuity and give me uh, Wally West back. Give me actual uh, Wally West. I, just, <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm, I'm not making that big of a thing over it. I, again, I didn't like the execution of it, but like.
2: <laughs> that was garbage. Matt, Matt, this you know was how you said this It was wasn't garbage. blood rage. It was disappointment. Yeah. Pete's showing you up. He's bringing the rage.
1: Yeah, and that's
0: fine. No, That's like, I, mean. this was garbage. Like, I, I, I tried to be positive at the start of the story because I hoped it would go somewhere. I'm okay with decompression, but oh, you, sure, get,
1: gonna...
0: you get to issue 7, 8, 9, and it's like... Like, what? Like, 8 and 9 were terrible. I, issues 8 and 9 of Heroes and Crisis are easily the two issues of comics that I've hated the most this year. Easily. Hmm. This was character assassination. Was go. I'm
1: not bringing up anything else.
0: I want to get on to Leviathan and get on with my day. So... <laughs> This was garbage, but what are you rating this? Uh it's a four.
2: Two, two out of
0: ten.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll split the middle and give it a three.
0: Shut <laughs> up! You have you three didn't issues read it. left. Um, <laughs> I hate it. I hate. It. I hate it, start to finish. I, 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 all this devil's advocate bullshit. I, I, I'm surprised. I,
2: I didn't even read it.
0: Mass not yeah. get more rage. I just. Yeah. I think how they handled this story is exactly why. No one should be asking for this type of story from DC because they clearly can't be trusted with it.
2: I see. I think that's a, a terrible thing to lump in, though. Oh, oh they, no! They screwed it up, so we shouldn't ever do it again. That—that that I don't want because I, I do want this kind of story. I want them to diversify, do serious stories, and tackle <laughs> serious topics. I want to do better than this, but I don't want them to never, ever try again.
0: Oh no, I still want serious topics. I still want them to have weight to what they're doing in terms of characters, but does having weight and still actually adhering to who the character is? This, this, this book doesn't have to be about Wally. It doesn't matter who Wally is in this book. Right? And there was actually some rumors that, that, that King was told that he was using Wally, that he just had the, the basic idea of what the story was, and he was told that Wally's the character he's using, right? And I can believe that reading this, because the fact that it's Wally is irrelevant, almost, because, sure, you know, they put in that it's his wife and kids missing that are the, the, the cause for it, sure, that's what they've plugged and, into and the all story.
2: the time travel with Speed Force, and,
0: you know. Sure, but, like, it ultimately doesn't really matter that it's Wally, like, like you could swap out characters easily in this.
1: See, I'm more I I am glad that they tried because i would much rather have a mess like this where they tried <laughs> than what's going over on with Dick Grayson
0: where I mean that's garbage too. I, that's not I still
1: don't understand but see I understand where King was coming from here I don't understand w- what happened with the editorial that led King having dick Grayson shot and his personality changed like I don't get that at least I understand here you know what what led to all this mess so I...
2: I genuinely feel better in my life having not read this. I like, I feel like I made the right decision and not having, you know, gone through reading these last few issues and experiencing the rage truly. You know, like, I'm reading about it and I'm like, yeah, okay, I get why I'm, I'm kind of annoyed because Wally's reading. Yeah, I'm sure. more annoyed by it than but Rageful. I haven't got it. the I haven't got the the passion that I I know I would have had if I'd read it because I know how I felt. Yeah, after I mean, the first, you, you summed you know, it
0: up. Issues. You summed it up. They ruined Wally. That's all you need to say about this book. That's all this book has, is is yeah, they I, ruined I, Wally I West, that. and that's it. Yeah. That's all that happened in this book is that Wally West got ruined, and that's it. it doesn't he's feel so earned. like right like it'd be, it'd be one thing if something happened in the book to provoke it if there was like a build-up to it but there's no build-up to it like we we just went from how he was in the flash the last time we saw him okay he needs to go to sanctuary sure he's not feeling great <laughs> yes to he's at the point where he's ready to explode with speed force and kill everyone and then cover it up
2: like so hang on i have a question it's just a, a, a slight plot question mm-hmm does he explode with speed force because of his feelings of like being keep, you know, keeping it's, them all inside and not dealing it's with It's a them.
1: panic attack. Yeah, he has right, a, panic okay, it's a panic attack okay. and the people are collateral damage, and his crime is not that
2: a that no, them up. No, I get that. that. I just, I just went to understand why he exploded oh, with speed yeah. force. It was yeah. the panic attack. That's that's fine. That, that was all at once. I wanted. <sighs> I haven't seen Pete this angry in a while. Yeah. Well all tickers are there. <laughs> Fatally.
0: The superman leviathan Rising, special issue one by lots of people um i didn't write them down because there was like four writers and four artists
1: well you got you got bendis and um
0: and Rocket and infraction and, and Draco. It, right
1: and then the art
2: um i was trying to get uh bendis's artist Artists: paquette perkins lever pansica and Ferreira. yeah
0: Right, exciting, exciting stuff. All right, Matt, be positive as something. What did you think of Superman? Oh, I know, I love this book.
1: (laughs) It's I like what's going on in Superman right now, and I like the fact that that we finally get Talia and Leviathan and what that means, and the fact that how do you how do you get to Superman is is you go after the press, but not Lois, because if you go after Lois, that's going to cause problems. You go after Clark Kent, and I just love the whole idea that that they got Superman but they didn't realize they got Superman. Or did they? You know what I mean? Like it, it led to this does Leviathan know what they were doing?
0: Yeah, or Leviathan accident. Leviathan might know.
1: Yeah.
0: Talia so, didn't for sure. Uh yeah. so we we have like this bookend thing where Bendis is at the start and the end of the book and it's the story of uh oh god what's her name? I've not learned her name yet. Uh uh, oh, Leon. Yeah. Leon. The Invisible Yeah, the Invisible Matthew leader, uh, Leon. Yeah. Uh where she's conf- she 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 essentially is cornered in a in a, an art gallery by Leviathan, whoever's running Leviathan, but he's got like, you know, face changing tech on. But it's not just yeah, like
1: that, that- that was spiral to me, like you know yeah, what I mean, like because you can see it changing.
0: Yeah, it's not exactly what digital. spiral had though. It's, it's like you can actually no. see it changing to different like faces every so often. So there's, there's right. always like a face you can see, but it's like yep. f- it's flipping through them every I don't know minute or whatever. Um,
1: yeah, and I like that because it it completely e- even if she thought she knew who, what was going on, the fact that it keeps changing. Um, but yeah, but they I like that Leviathan goes up to her and is like, hey, I like what you're doing. That this, this whole secret thing. Yeah. I, I
0: can work with that you yeah know? hey for a minute for a minute before before but it got it was on the first page and it was like this mysterious person walking up with tech. Yeah. i i thought i thought it was lex at first i thought the idea that Make lex sure. had discovered there was this this organization was operating under superman without him ever even yeah. been aware of it uh, but it was appealing to him but it's leviathan and they're like hey you must have done research on how to get rid of him for good right like mm-hmm. it's like well i mean i don't honestly like think that's the best idea but if you were going to do it like you say matt you you go after uh like a weakness and not lois because i loved it later on uh, when it suggested that but lois it's like yeah. how many people have tried that how many people have been after yeah. lois lane and it's never worked it's never ended up nope. in the right way so
1: it makes it worse for you if you go after lois
0: and then the other thing is like People who try to kill Superman have this obsession with like, like basking in it and telling them about what the plan yep. was and how it works. Like, no, just kill him right away. If you have the, if you know how you can kill Superman, just do it and yep. do it immediately. Um, mm-hmm. like so, no, I, I like the kind of the almost meta, like, like the things that people say is oh, well, just just do this, you know, every, anything everyone ever says about why villains monologue or yep. what villains do because of their ego. This is saying no. If you want to succeed in this, you just do it. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's really good. It's, it's um, real good and clark clark you know senses because he, he's going to visit lois who's in a hotel in chicago yeah. and yeah. he's like hey there's people in our apartment there's like soldiers and like night vision gear and they're there for someone it's like are they there for me he's like uh, no maybe they're there for me like they're, they're looking, yeah. for, looking for clark kent
1: yeah because if they're there for superman it'd be a little bit different yeah like you know just this is them so he, he basically goes and gives himself up to for the story.
0: Yes, as Lois jokes, she's done many a time. Yeah. She's gotten herself captured right. for a story. <laughs> yeah,
1: but then then it it turns because Leviathan shows up and straps him with a kryptonite like vest. Yeah, um, which which was there as as I read it was to prevent Superman right to from, from doing anything with Clark.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, they don't know he's Superman. They're they're expect, but this is like if right. Superman shows up, like mm-hmm. this is the trap and- or part of the trap.
1: So now he's like, "Damn it! I got myself out. Only I got myself into trouble. Except there's no Superman coming to save me. Like with Lois, you know." Yeah. Um. So, so I liked all that her monologue kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and actually, um, it shifts to Ruckus part of it quite seamlessly. I mean, it's, it's not just because of the yeah. art change, but like the actual yeah. story flow is just like, okay, is it? She's like. Hey, Superman! Like, I know you can hear me. Maybe, the, that hearing, yeah. I wouldn't mind if he came and tucked me into bed, if you know what I mean. And then no response, no response on the phone, nothing happens, and then she starts to get, like get paranoid about. Okay, you know, he's, he's just saving a cat and a tree. Like, he'll be he's, here.
1: He'll be fine. Yeah. He, he does this.
0: Yeah, you know, and he's
1: that's not like him.
0: She calls Batman, and well, Batman first, and then Wonder Woman, and yeah. basically, he's like, I think something's wrong, and I think he needs help. And they kind of accept that she would. She, if there's one person on earth who knows that he needs help, it'll be her. Um, right. and they start looking into it, and she's kind of like there on her own. And obviously, the, the, the when we get to the bookend, you know, the back chunk of the, mm-hmm. the, the, the issue, like Clark does get out because Talia, uh, right? let let him go, uh, because Talia's not running Leviathan anymore. That's the what that's right. the big thing we learn in this issue is that this mysterious Leviathan character, the leader, uh, has that's... usurped her, and yeah. Uh, actually, throws her out of their fancy flying uh, device. Yeah. Whatever it's, it's not a blimp, but yeah. it, it's something. They're their base. Yeah. yeah,
1: flying base. And A.M. Superman comes in, makes a save. Um, I, I also love like then because then we get to the the um the the Jimmy story. But I like here that you hear the phone call first in the Lois story, and Jimmy's like, I need. I need $10,000 yeah. <laughs> and all this stuff. And then we're like, what the hell is Jimmy doing? And then we get to the fraction Jimmy story. And it's basically everything I want from a Jimmy story. Like as great as the Ruckus story was, it was kind of expected mm. like, Oh, he's, it's going to be lowest. It's going to be a little bit darker thematically. Yeah. Almost, you know, feels like almost like a crime story. I, 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 d- I
0: definitely like the lowest one more than the Jimmy one. Oh well, no. I, I
2: mean,
1: I like them about equal. I just, I had higher expectations that were met for Rucka, versus the Fraction one, yeah, where I was like, I didn't know don't, what to expect. Don't it, get me wrong. I ended up liking it. I did,
0: so. I, I did like the, the the cats in the, the, the story with Jimmy, and I went, yep. is this Dexter? This feels like Dexter, when she starts picking up bread. Yep. And then later on, when Jimmy and Lois and... Who was with them at the end? I can't remember. But when they show um, up to like, save Clark, yeah. essentially. Uh, J- Joey's got like this outfit on. Uh, he's got this bear outfit. It's like a Gorilla City. Oh, gorilla, suit. sorry. Yeah, because they're in Gorilla City yep. in his story. Yep. And he's got Dexter, who's in his Red Lantern costume on his shoulder. So Jimmy's got Dexter as a pet now, somehow. And your,
1: yeah, and your Rage Cat, he says at one point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Don't get me wrong, oh. I, am, I am excited for Jimmy's comic having Dexter as a supporting character. Don't get me wrong.
1: <laughs> yes. Also, I wanted to bring up real quick before we talk about the Jimmy story in detail.
0: yeah
1: um, Ben this flashes over to the Mongol fight that we saw in Naomi mm-hmm. again, which I thought that's pretty cool. You see the Porto Oswego clear in the back, so that was, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, let me get to what he says. There's the talliest stuff. But yeah, um, <laughs> Oh, the Jimmy. Just the the amount of cringe in that Jimmy issue. Just it kills me.
0: Oh yeah, but, J- uh, yeah. J- Jimmy's accidentally got married to someone yep. uh, in Gorilla City who apparently have like drive-through weddings, like Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> yeah. Of course they do. Um, and she's basically this like. She she steals, but uh, in terms of, but not not just as a thief, but to return mm-hmm. like heirlooms and shit back to the rightful like family lines or whatever. Uh, her
2: own dimension, like you know, um, her own dimension. They're yeah. all stolen from her family, like right. th- hundreds of thousands of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was
1: Firestorm that shows up with Dexter, Gorilla Suit Jimmy,
2: that's Firestorm, and that's Lois. Really is
1: that no? That's Talia, right? Who's who shows up? It's
0: Lois, right? Yeah, it was Lois at the Lois end. That's yeah. Clark.
1: But she's dressed like Talia.
0: I assume that was because she was infiltrating, or like it was a disguise or something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Because I mean, why is yeah, Jimmy read wearing a? For a
1: second, without reading it.
0: Yeah. Why? Um, why is Jimmy wearing a gorilla suit, for example? <laughs> like.
1: Well, find out. Yeah. I'm sure.
0: But, um. <laughs> um yeah so yeah. Do, you, do you think jimmy and Lucy's books are going to be set during like this like there's actually a much longer time where clark was missing and that's where those two books are going to be set or do you think they're just going to be, mm. ongoing, like, nah, I think it'll be ongoing
1: i, I think uh, i think we'll get a little bit of what they were doing just because mm. one of the you know but yeah I, <laughs> I love when dexter throws up on him and it just it's way over the top like it's very cartoony
2: oh it's evil dead yeah um, yeah uh, i um my you know, uh, like impression on this is very different given that I didn't read yeah. the the Bendis bulk of it uh-huh. like, or the supergirl section, right? So like, I liked the lowest bit one well, I really liked the tone and the style. Yeah. but you know, I was like, okay, this is clearly following on from the Bendis story, bit I don't really care what's going on yet. So I'm hoping that um, her you know the, when it gets to her own book, it's still like you know. Okay, she's you know investigating something. It's this tone, um, just not this mystery, right? Just set it up as its own mystery. No, it doesn't need to be tied into the larger thing. Just Lois doing a mystery. Is, is it doesn't kind of what need I want. to
0: be, but it may very well be.
2: <laughs> it might well be, and and it's the same with uh, with Jimmy. I, I like this. Uh, f- it feels like an extension. You know, the, the book we had. We was with Bizarro on the road trip. Just yep. it's its own thing. It's doing something separate. That's what I want from both of these books. I just want side books that feel totally, no, completely different. I, but
1: see, I feel like they'll they'll have not that they'll tie in, but whatever's going on in business's book will be referenced some way, even if it's just slightly. Sure. You
2: know, so, by I just, just want them to be enough. Like it's part of a larger end, line. At, what I'd like is at the end of it. To be able to just buy, you know, like two hardcovers that I can give to people. who Oh, you want a Lois story? Here, read yeah. Lois by Rocco. I think
1: I think it will be because Rocco kind of specializes in that kind of thing. Yeah. Look at his Wonder Woman. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much I loved. And, so. and
2: the the Jimmy thing is so over the top and zany and stylistic yep. that I just it's I just want that
1: almost whiplash inducing because even Libra's art is very cartoon strippy like mm-hmm. it's so. It it snaps out of that super dark Lois art that's very film noir. Almost, you know, uh, Sean Sean Phillips-esque in that gritty crime style. And then over here, it's you know. And we even get a hint to the adventure that Jimmy and Superman went to the Fifth Dimension cartoon world.
0: Yeah. Fifth Dimension
2: funnies. So... Um, um, just for the record, Perkins on uh, that Lois story, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his art suits this type of story way better than he did on that little stint he had on Green Lanterns, which yeah, I, I liked yeah. him on Green Lanterns, but it's just much more... Yeah, I, I like Perkins art a lot, actually.
0: I think it fits quite well. There's um, yeah. does good bit of dark shadows and that kind of thing.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah, which um, is what we, we praised on, on Green Lanterns as well. It's just mm-hmm. tonally way more appropriate here. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so... Yeah, so I'm expecting
0: this character, uh, his Jimmy's wife, <laughs> we'll see, in, show back up in Jimmy's book. Jinx, yeah, I believe her name was Jinx. Yeah, and he he's taken her Jinx. name. Uh, yeah, bizarrely. Yep. So, uh, so, we, so we have that going. Uh, Supergirl story, uh, kind of. What joy you know I kind of like about the Supergirl chunk is it's kind of like okay, her space adventures are coming to an end to some extent yep. soon, and this is kind of like setting up how she ties into the Superman story on her own, where the the Danvers. Uh, we find out of have split up. Uh, yeah. Supergirl doesn't know that though. She's she's, she's kind of like searching the wreckage of the house, trying to like piece it together, right. and we we see these flashbacks.
1: Well, and, yeah. And she finds Jeremiah's ring. and She's like, "Well, he would never take this off." So what happened? Something bad happened. Yeah. Uh, and and we see that yeah they basically split up over the whole DEO attack, and she's kind of like, "Well, um, but what, what's it's Jeremiah and Eliza." And Liza's like, well, is this really such a bad thing? Because the DEO started to not be what it originally was for under Bones. Yeah. So maybe Leviathan's onto something, and Jeremiah just can't get behind that. So they—it looks like they separate, um, and he's moving out, and she's sitting there reminiscing about Kara when that blue creature
0: yeah. comes up. The Leviathan and, thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, we don't know if he's killing her or if he's teleporting her somewhere, but either way, um, you know, Eliza's so, re- you know, wrapped up in this like a lot of the other like people. Yeah, are.
1: so I got to look at who else has been abducted, but we know who they've been going after, and what if this isn't about removing them from a board, but it's about recruiting them into Leviathan, right? I can see that. Like, so Eliza, because Eliza's the one that was was positive about Leviathan. You know, when they went after Manhunter, right? And um, they've gone after Bones, but ultimately Bones didn't play ball, so he's out. So I'm wondering if at the end of this, Leviathan's not actually this big, shadowy, evil organization. And it's like this undercurrent, you know what I mean? That They're, they're villainous in the way that they're trying to control things, but that's not their thing. They're not about... Destruction, like, like Leviathan was under
0: I mean, if, the, if they're teleporting her away and recruiting her, then blowing up the house uh, seems like a bit excessive.
1: <laughs> well, you know, they're covering their tracks, hmm. you know? Like, because there's no bodies. We keep seeing that, you know? Yeah. So, but, but yeah, and it seems like Leviathan himself or whoever is under the mask doesn't seem to want to play hardball, you know, the way that...
0: Yeah, although... Uh, the, just, just to be clarified here, this, this blue thing that's doing the, the, the exploding and yeah. possible teleporting is not Leviathan, the leader. Like, that's, he's no. very different. Looks no, different. whatever yeah. tool it is. Yeah. yeah,
1: we don't know what this thing is. It's it's this big mass. It's kind of reminiscent of Doomsday with all of the, the, the spines on it, you know? But, but yeah, but we get Manhunter in the background here of the Supergirl story. Uh, Kate Spencer's running around in full, mm. full gear, which we had last seen in action. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, we know what's coming up? Because one of the lowest covers has got uh, manhunter. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: the detectives stuff. So no, so uh, it, it
0: looks like you know, Supergirl is also going to be kind of uh, connected to the Leviathan plot a little bit uh, as as we go forward here for a little while, uh, which is nice. And uh, it's kind of odd because we have Leviathan as a as a its own miniseries series now, uh, on top of Superman in Action. So yeah, event Leviathan. Yeah, it's it's almost like we have. Uh, action double shipping start starting yeah. uh, next month in a, in a way. Um, oh, that's mike make Mike,
1: Mike. <laughs> also, uh, in in the the book-ended chapter, we get uh, good. She gets made partner in the Invisible Mafia because uh, she's the the leader's pissed that that Leviathan got into, you know, got to her and figure out who she was.
3: Yeah. So
1: she red cloud take out her head of security because you don't make that mistake you don't Uh, make a mistake
0: yeah and and she's going to take out the entire security team and get a whole new security team because someone clearly leaked where she was going to be someone gave someone details
1: Mm -hmm. so she makes red cloud uh, a member like a partner which which i like that scene and just because i like this type of villain it's the complete opposite of what we're used to in superman you know the big grandstanding i'm gonna take out a whole city She's like, no, we're not even gonna say the things associated with him.
0: Yeah, no, I've I've liked the secret mafia stuff. Yeah. This idea of like them operating without them noticing is really interesting. It is, it is very different from from Lex or you yeah. know whoever or any of the more cosmic or alien villains, uh, who are very much punchy, punchy, <laughs> and this this is not that, uh, no, nope. by any stretch. So, no. So, yeah, so I mean, Clark's back at the end, and it's like, okay, so I'm going to write a hell of an article about this. (laughs) (laughs) And And everything else. I love
1: love this page just in general because it shows, you know, it's Lois doing what she does best. And then, like, Perry's actually happy that Jimmy got the pictures, right? Because it looks like he's praising him here. Yeah. You know, and then you have Maggie Q. Wait, Maggie Q, what's her name? She's the the gossip colonist. She's behind them. Yeah,
0: Maggie so, Q is an actress. I think I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> she is.
1: I know it's something Q. I want to say um,
0: Susie, Susie Q. Is that?
1: Yeah, that's that's a snack. <laughs> um, something Q. Yeah, oh,
0: man, I'm to up. Oh dear.
1: Um, but yeah, but no, I overly enjoyed this. This is I'm very excited for the for this going forward for this event.
0: Yeah, no, I am too. Um I mean we've been liking Ben and Superman a lot, so uh-huh. it's not surprising that we were both really into this. Yeah. This was eighty pages of <laughs> of like yep. all all the super books and I've been liking them all. Uh and obviously Rucka Lois is certainly mm-hmm. nothing to be upset about. <laughs> so Um No, super good.
2: I mean, are you saying it for Lois and Jimmy, Carter? Um jimmy more so lois uh i need to see context if it's like investigating like this mystery or a mystery directly relating to you know leviathan i'm inherently significantly less excited about that uh just because you know I'm not, I'm not following those so you, know, you you would be less excited um jimmy it feels like sure he you know he, you know he, he phones lois yeah you know, he texts lois right you know, and, and so he this is going on concurrently and uh you know it's happening at the same time there was effects uh, those events are having an effect in the sense that well clark doesn't show up and get him but it's so zany and fun that i feel like i'm just going to enjoy that book no matter what
3: Mm -hmm. so
2: i'm kind of more excited for that in terms of just uh based on these two previews of of what i could expect
0: yeah um no i'm pumped i think you know because we still don't know like obviously we don't know who who Leviathan is the leader, but we we also don't know what their motive is, what their goals are. Uh, like there's a lot of mystery still. I mean, here even then the book it says mysteries continue in Levi- Event Le- Leviathan. You know, on sale June whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so su- I'm super into it, but like we've been saying, very different villains for Superman, which makes this very exciting. And Bendis is taking his time setting them up, so they don't just feel like thrown in for for a quick you know a quick story a quick jolt this is like no we've been building this since the start of his run in action and here we're getting to the the, the, the kind of some of the payoff um, mm-hmm. and it's mixing with other villains that you set up which are also interesting and different uh which, which is nice so how you know how much is uh, secret mafia and red cloud going to play into leviathan I, I expect they'll still be around after it so but i could see them you know having some part to play here uh you know, maybe they get a chance to do more in the city because Superman's busy with Leviathan, perhaps. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Perkins was probably my favorite art in the, the show. Uh
1: I really like the Paquette which... stuff. I just, you know. Uh,
0: I also I Perkins really like. I like the Supergirl stuff as well. Actually, uh, mm-hmm. I thought that looked really solid. Um, but yeah. Uh, what are you given uh, the the Leviathan Rising special, Matt?
1: <laughs> a nine. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Cara, what are you giving the 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 forty percent you read?
2: Um, based off just what I read, seven point five. Uh, <laughs> G- Jimmy probably drags up a little bit, whereas Lois was lacking context for me. Sure, sure. Um,
0: I'll go eight point five. I'll go eight point five. Uh, but sp- no, super excited for Event le- uh, Leviathan. So. Uh, so that's that. Uh, which takes us to another number one actually this week. Uh, the first issue of Batman: Last Night on Earth. Scott Snyder writing, Greg Capullo on the on the art. Uh, this is their black label swan song to Batman. which you two read? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's
2: um, it's certainly something.
1: I so I came into this not wanting to like it, and by the end it won me over because I immediately figured out
2: what this was yeah it, it's uh so it starts with okay there's there's this mystery that batman's been tracking for like a, mm-hmm. a almost a year yeah. every day someone has been going and drawing like just a bit of chalk on a, a, on a street a five foot line of chalk Five right five foot line of chalk right yeah. every day and it's gone the next day right it, it's just you know it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's there for a little bit and it's gone but now that you know the year's nearly done he's got almost a complete picture and it's like a an outline of batman like a like a, a murder body a uh, murder scene outline mm-hmm. in chalk it looks like that and the heart is placed over crime alley uh, right so he uh, goes to crime alley and and he gets this there's this weird little zombie boy is what i'm yep. going to describe it as which looks phenomenal i should say the the art well, here capullo's Capullo. art
1: here this is the most i like capullo's art in quite some time like yeah and as, as good as metal and stuff was, this feels like it's on a different level well,
2: I really like Hulo and I you know, I loved him during metal even um mm-hmm. but this is like this panel here of Batman looking at the the zombie boy is phenomenal mm-hmm. and uh the zombie is, is is some sort of like uh there's some some sort of mechanical elements he starts you know like clockwork like gears are, are winding up it's very steampunk yeah and- steampunk zombie and it, it pulls up a, you know, it, the arm raises and it pulls up a gun and it shoots Batman. It, it shoots him in the kind of in the stomachy mm-hmm. areas where it seems like the gun gets to. And then Bruce wakes up and it's this is, you know, it's a story you've seen before. This concept he's in Arkham Asylum and everyone's telling him that it's, you know, Bat, Batman's not real, it's a delusion. Pete, you can make your reference in a minute. I know I know you're sitting there thinking it already. I wasn't um, listening,
0: sorry. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the story where Batman, he, he Bruce wakes up and he's in Arkham Asylum and everyone's telling yeah. him oh, Batman's not real, you know, it was all a delusion you created from things yeah. around you and oh, Doctor just,
0: just like the hit television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer, the episode uh, Normal Again, I believe is the title, in yes, season yes. 6 not, Of so... course,
2: not the only TV show to have done that episode no. by any means, it's, you've seen it uh, you know, in plenty of places <laughs> Yeah, sure. so
1: like, the, the doctor looks like Joker and he's wearing a, a flower But his
2: name was, uh redmond hood right redmond so hood. He, he is yeah. red hood and became the joker and then
1: uh, you see everyone else that works there so like his psychologist is harley quinn and like his physical trainer is bane and you see some of the attendants are like they're just like riddler and two-face and this and it was all like he's been he,
2: delusional yeah and he goes back yeah. to his cell and he's like there's got to be a way out there's got to be a way out and yep. he, he, he kind of comes across a little hole in the padded cell and he goes in and he's like ah here you are and he pulls out a little toy dinosaur and a penny. Yep. And, and he's, he's terrified. He's, he, you know, he's, well, and he's Alfred
1: tells him. It. Yeah. So Alfred comes to see him and then he asks about his cowl. He finds out that it's getting super dark because you find out that the, the cowl is used for shock treatment. And yeah. he wears it Friday. Right? And so there's this, he gets it on and it's like a straight jacket with the Wayne insignia
2: on the front yeah, and alfred because, uh, comes he's been to visit here him. since uh since his parents murder is when he's been right. here since and the wayne company you know uh, they they bought out arkham asylum pretty much yep. immediately after bruce was sent here so that they could have yep. direct control over him yep. and, and so then, like, the, the, suggested... the design of the cowl is is really yeah. interesting because it's mm-hmm. so it's all this like black leather helmet you know protection yeah. of, from the shock therapy yeah. the, the way the ears are is there's like a belt strapped around yeah. it and it's the just bit. the bits—the bits at the end of the belt that's come out through the buckle mm-hmm. are sticking up, and it's—it has that ear effect. It's a mm-hmm. fantastic piece of design work. Yeah. yeah, but so Alfred comes and
1: talks to him. Is like, we did this for your own good. We thought, but you know, now it's gone too far. It's time to snap out. You know, we did this treatment; it should work, right? But Batman's not buying it. And then they bring up the thing that I hated most about the Snyder run. Oh yeah. The stupid Batman machine.
2: Yeah, that's not there yet. There's, there's a. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I know, I know, I groaned at that as well. It's the, it's the one thing about this issue I really actually dislike because me too. It's, it's a very surreal issue in what it's doing. Mm -hmm. It's completely different, but it sets up from the start that okay, this isn't you know you know this isn't real, right? Right. You know this is okay. Bruce in the asylum isn't what's actually happening. Every time you see this stuff. Yeah,
1: so (laughs) that's when we got to this point. And, and I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. So his what this is going to be is Bruce and Arkham and this whole adventure with the Joker head. This is all just one of those delusions. And no, because once we find out about uh, about Alfred, and then you see that Alfred is actually older. Yeah, so he's like, been
2: using some face-changing tech to make him seem yeah, younger. Uh, right,
1: to, as to not shock Bruce, yeah. right? But Then they bring up the the Batman machine, which in turn is a cloning machine as well, which yeah. I, I didn't remember that part. I had blocked that part out.
2: Oh yeah, no, that was always the case. Yeah. Cloned him and, at, 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 like, at the age of twenty seven or something, because that right. was the the ideal age to, to, to start.
1: Oh, God, I forgot about that. No, I was happy I forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, I
2: know, I know. But, yeah, but uh, there's a fantastic use of him fighting yeah. through Arkham, like breaking yeah. out. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. until Alfred, you know, stops him, and he does. You know, sure. he doesn't attack Alfred immediately, but yeah.
1: Had have we not had uh, Gary Frank this week? I would say Capullo is definitely. Oh, this is
2: top form Capullo, like yeah, uh, and uh, you know the whole team as well. you know, the the Glapion and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the colorist blank on the name now. Yeah, uh, FCO. Yeah, yeah, FCO. Um, you know, phenomenal. So the the shadows on. There's a the the panel where you see Alfred, you know, old for the first time properly without the digital effect anymore. Yeah and it's uh, you know him just saying oh I'm so sorry uh, yeah. it's a fantastic panel like, you know it's so well rendered the shadows everything it's is mm-hmm. just something else but yeah so we find
1: out that this is one of the Batman clones and that um he wasn't ready to come out yet so yeah. um this was all just prep for him before they go to to what's what has happened uh and that's what leads to this story. So um, he ends up, that looks like coming up through the sand, which makes a really cool visual.
2: Yeah. Cause you know, you, we're in Arkham Asylum. It's all this yep. dank, dark grays, uh, grays and greens is all the color scheme. Yep. And then it's bright orange, reds, yellows yep. in the desert. And Batman is, you know, it's like, it's like he's digging himself out of a grave. He comes up mm-hmm. through the, through the sand, uh, you know, hand first and then he you know, pulls yes. the rest of him up. and it's uh a great image. You know, he walks along a little bit and he sees this, this lantern, you know, in, in the sand. Mm-hmm. It goes over. It blows some of the sand off it. And it's uh, it's Joker's head inside the lantern. Yep, Batman and Noggin. Yep, Batman and Noggin. That's uh, that's the team for this for this uh three issue adventure.
1: <laughs> and it's and this is when I realize this is just gonna be old man Bruce. But yeah. he's not old. Because this is <laughs> Snyder yeah. doing the old man Logan story of now Bruce has to go across this country that's been changed by an event that
2: yeah, we'll find speed out about. Force storms going on.
1: Yep. Um, in that they left this Joker head out
2: um, almost like as a it's almost like a, not a threat but like a warning. It's, it's, it's half warning, half a guide. Right. And so, you know, he, he, he treks across this desert to Coast City. Yeah, and he gets there, and Mogo's kind of there, but Mogo's in the sky. But yeah, the the central battery is destroyed, and they talk about how you know okay, there's no green anymore. Mogo was sending them off, but yep. to try and find someone, but you know he died in the process, and then mm. there's just you know these random people have them who who are not you know um, trained or really able. No, to but use they them.
1: also seem like zombies. Almost like the rings are more in control. Yeah, uh, than the people are. Yeah, um, because they
2: all make the same construct, all these people. All they make these big giant oh. demon babies. I call them demon babies because they're all kind of yeah. a bit misshapen, ugly, you know. Well, no, you, yeah, you
1: teeth. look at them, teeth and, and eyes of triple pupils.
2: Yeah, or like okay. just a tiny dot of a pupil on one yeah. eye and then the other eye is, you know, really wide and, you know, mm-hmm. almost a bit more normal by comparison, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah.
1: So then as he's fighting him, he starts to get walloped in this door opens from nowhere and it looks like vixen comes out and yeah. they're Grabs in
2: these it. like get in here uh, yeah. right right but you know invisibility again
1: yep invisible tank and they talk about omega and like don't you know omega has scouts all over these parts you know uh hell bait and scarecrow they were decided a few days ago
2: yeah and, and, and
1: uh, ivy is driving
2: yeah the... ivy's in here and then she's you know they're like oh hey Vixen's like, hey, this this looks like the real deal here, doesn't it? Um, But you know, Mm -hmm. and and Ivy just smacks him with a plant.
1: Yep. Does does (laughs) Ivy have a nose piercing? Is that what that is, or is that just art?
2: Uh, you know what? No, it's consistent on all of it. I think it's a nose piercing because Vixen doesn't have that.
1: No, so that's what I was just wondering. But so so he gets knocked out. He wakes up, and there it looks like in this jewel cavern. And uh, Vixen is is poking him with a spear, and it's it's Vixen. You got Supergirl. There. Yep. All Their uniforms are kind of tattered. Um, looks like uh, Ivy. I don't know who the I girl think it's, is. That supposed, I to think it's supposed to be No,
2: I think it's supposed to be Donna Joy? Troy. Okay, but she had like a star kind of. It's star on her face. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um, yeah. Well, it's it it's, sense weird. it's Donna Troy. But I'm it be... I'm going by the belt and the you know the yeah. the, the, the black well, and the sense. silver
1: um but yeah. their leader comes as the amazons get away so it seems that these are the new amazons yeah. and someone walks up wearing the it looks like wonder woman wearing Fate's helmet
2: yeah and um, but she says no you know that there's no magic anymore magic is yeah. dead this yeah. this here is just a helmet not you know not fate uh um, yeah. like angels are just like there's no batman or wonder or wonder, wonder.
1: Woman. yep and it says basically who killed the world and yeah they're, she cuts them loose.
2: Yeah. And then we get some explanation. They're hiding deep in Gemworld. Yeah. Um, because it's got this, you know, natural protections from all the, the shit from that's Omega. going on.
1: Yeah. yeah. From, we get hinted at Omega as this villain again. But because, yeah, uh, Gemworld exists out of space time. So they're yeah. safe, you know. But, you know, they're they're breeding uh, Pegasus. And, uh, you know, to basically protect the ones who are left, they're going to be the ones that, that do this. Yeah. And it's and the survivors. We get but a little Luther- bit of history
2: and exposition yeah. here. And we're talking about Omega and obviously the first thing your mind jumps to with Omega is Darkseid, right? Right. Uh-huh. Um, but we see so. these shadowy figures holding up Darkseid's head. Yep. Um so that probably rules him out. Yeah, but
1: basically it plays into what Snyder was doing before that uh that that Doom has taken over, right, with Luther.
2: Yeah.
1: And so Luther basically managed to to instill doom, and when he did that, it empowered Omega.
2: Yeah, right? and and it's the way he taught. He he did it not through overthrowing all the the, the heroes right. by you know empowering the villains, right. but by empowering the empowering people. The people, yeah. Uh, and so and, they
1: storm into the Hall of Justice, and they take everybody out. Yeah. And they take Batman first, so that's why there's this clone uh, here. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, it says rumor is that that uh, he found the anti-life equation, but he's not using it. Um, and they fought alongside of the villains. And the final war, we lost. He's beyond powerful. He's taking the anti-life equation and is taking over the east coast with it. Rumor is he found a way, uh, a means to amplify it a thousandfold, controlling the minds of every living being on the planet. So that's why they're underneath, in Gym World, because it protects. Yeah. 100,000 survivors of all of this. And,
2: and it explains the, the zombie kind of people all doing right. the, other, the same uh, baby. Most, here, it's, yeah. it's all one, one being controlled. Because it's anti-life, right? Yeah.
1: Right. And so but, you know, the problem with this Bruce is that he's more of an echo and like a ghost because it's not really Bruce. It's just the idea of Bruce yeah. in a clone, which I think that will be interesting when we get to see um, what this means. Is, is he Batman? is this what this whole challenge that, is Yeah, now I is think
2: that's kind of what the him. the core theme of this book is yeah. going to be what makes him batman is it the experiences is it the memories right. is it you know the ability cuz cuz this Bruce here he has the languages the 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 detective skills mm-hmm. the the martial arts does that make him batman Right uh, that's um, that's the key concept here
1: but, So we know the Diana's around but Bruce asks about Clark um, but basically She's like, you know, she knows the she heard the folk tales about him being alive in the plains of solitude, but she watched Clark fall with his own, with her own eyes, and that these are just lies. I don't think so. I think we are going to get to see Superman.
2: I do as well. Um, at, at a certain point. I think it's um, going to be not a not a nice sight when we see Superman. No, um, but I
1: also feel like uh, that Superman's an important character to Batman, especially through Snyder. Oh yeah, because we've seen we've seen them, uh, you know the whole the whole part of endgame.
2: uh, Yeah, say what you want about Snyder's take on Batman, but he had a his 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 Bruce and Clark relationship was always very good.
1: Yeah, and so that's why I feel like they they put this out here, you know, as as a hint, but I do feel like whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna shock Bruce, and he's gonna want to carry the memory, of Clark and what Clark represented. Yeah. uh, going forward but yeah so this is where i was like oh this is just old man logan but with batman now and i'm not mad about that
2: no it's At uh I'm, I'm down for this this is yeah. not what i expected you know it ends with you know okay bruce takes the the bat suit that diana left for him yep and he goes off out into the wilds with the joker ahead. yep and, and i'm, I'm pretty sure, sure you know we, we've got all these narration boxes throughout the issue you know i'll talk about the, the the adventures that him and batman yep. have had and you kind of get at the end that okay, no, this is this is the Joker head talking. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's at the end is oh, we, we set off for parts unknown. Batman and I on one last adventure together. Yep. And it, it's um, a gorgeous page of the 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 the, the, the black against the red.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, very very much.
1: But in between that, right before he goes off and takes the bat suit, you find out that Diana's taking them down to Hades because yep. they'll be safe there from Omega. Which Bruce like we can't do that. Like they're, they're, these are living people. She's like, oh, I had to talk to, to, to Hades himself. Like, we got it's a deal. Fine.
2: He's, he's setting a little bit aside for us. Yeah.
1: Which
2: but makes, what, what you, got... makes you question of what did she have to offer in return.
1: Right. And this is what I like here is she talks to – he talks to a kid and basically he's like, you're, you're really Batman, right? So, like, are you, like, a bat? Like, can you do those things? Like, you can see in the dark. And Bruce explains him. He's like,
2: well, no bats don't see in the dark. It's all about you know echoes. You know, they use location. their voices to find their way through.
1: Mm-hmm. And he says we're not allowed to make noise down here. It disturbs everybody. So he goes and does it. And I feel like this is a good. Um, it it shows his humanity.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 obviously it's addressing the themes of okay, is this just an echo or is he really you know right. Bruce? Is is this him? And it's it's him kind of defying the rules and going no you know screw whatever they're saying we're we're yeah. doing what we're gonna do you know it's him kind of being his own man by right. by doing by not being right. just an echo is yeah. what this moment is and also
1: we skimmed over that there's rumors that Omega's one of Bruce's kids
2: yeah yeah
1: and that who so um so we'll, we'll get to see I'm I'm excited to
2: see where this, this goes this is so densely packed um. Because it's split into like four parts. Obviously, it's yeah. you know it's it's quite long in, uh, as well. It's yeah. these prestige uh, format mm-hmm. books, um, but this was kind of not what I was expecting at all, nope. and it was really a cool. great surprise. Well, and when it started,
1: like because we were sold on Batman and Joker's head going to wasteland of what's left of Earth, so when I open it up and he's an Arkham, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And the good first half of the book is all of that.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, plus. Third, so, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we get to all this other stuff about the wasteland, and you see the Green Lanterns, and you get Vixen and the Amazons, and you get the the thing that this has gone bad real fast. Yeah. So what what has happened? And yeah, I just I wasn't expecting to like this as much as I did.
2: Yeah. So no, uh, me, because you know, I'm more positive on Snyder than than both of you. Um, in general i mean matt's not always down him but you know no. i'm I, i'm definitely more positive uh, on snyder's batman i'll than tell you few.
1: i'll tell Well, i like his batman up until
2: up until a point yeah
1: yeah up until bat gordon and bat gordon yeah. starts to go off the rails for me
2: um, uh, that said i
1: did i did, did love mr bloom as a villain just that because was, yeah was you great,
3: know yeah
1: how different he was but snyder's like this is i feel back to basics it's i don't funny, feel like i was reading in... a textbook.
2: Uh, yeah it's weird because all the things we're saying sound insane and and i think that was part of my concern going in is is this just too out there for for snyder's last batman story and then it's actually surprisingly down to earth in the way it's it's written and the what the the core concept is is sure it's, uh, it's it's kind of an alternate future and bruce clones and stuff but it's it's all about who is bruce you know is you know what makes him batman and that's very prevalent throughout and it's it's a really strong through line and then the art team are killing it like yeah. you know this is some of their best work I'm, together and you know yeah, these I'm guys hope, have been working together for god a long I'm, time I'm, eh.
1: well i'm just hoping this becomes a refutation of the bat guy trope because of all this because that's what i was feeling with the bat machine right that bruce is playing god but if that was introduced to tell this story then i think i'll be okay with it because if that's what it it you know, build that up to say, like, well, no, Batman's a sum of his experiences, which I felt that was always Snyder's take on him. And it I, wasn't the background. I
2: would even go as far as to speculate that Omega might be one of the other Bruce clones, but Maybe. then had different experiences. That, right. uh, and it's like, no, 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 you know, Bruce isn't just Batman because he's cloned to be Batman. Right. Those experiences he has from there on out, right? Are, are because still it's what not Omega
1: yeah, Omega's the end of the world, but it's not because of the death of Batman. So that could be. I didn't think about that till now. Mm. That, um, and that—that's what I mean. He's one of Batman's kids. Yeah, it would still play into that—that
2: that right. idea, right?
1: I think that's more interesting than it being Jason or Dick or Tim or even
2: Damien. You know, like, I can see reasons to do all of those and any of those, if that is the case. Yeah. As long as it's you know got a good point in the story, I'm okay with that. You know, like, there's none of them inherently. I'm like, oh, I really don't want it to be this. Yeah. Um. But I think uh, another clone is the one that makes the most sense thematically to me. Yeah, uh, I like that. Oh but, yeah, I like
1: this certainly hell a lot more than any of the Batman who laughs bullshit.
2: So. Oh yeah, the, the, you know I, I've been yeah. enjoying Batman who laughs well enough. It's got yeah. problems, but I mean. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's probably my least favorite Snyder work in a long time,
3: mm-hmm. but
2: this is a back on top form, and it's it sounds like it's so huge and out there, but it's a really down to earth personal story at its core. Yeah, and uh, I'm really into this. All yeah. right, so what are you rating it? I'm, I'm going to it an eight point five. Oh, me too. Okay, cool. cool. we
1: lined up. It's, it's like missing them. out on this one.
2: Yeah. Bat clones. I'm good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what I thought
3: too and then I, I got to
2: the end. <laughs> and, and then he oh, read it I want the next issue yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like two months till the next one
0: alright well that's the last books of the, the new stuff this week and of DC specifically as well which is a weird thing to say on the DC Comics Podcast uh, but we do have a set of Patreon picks which are Marvel books uh, so for those of you who don't know we do have a, a tier on patreon.com slash where you can pay a relatively high amount and make me or Connor read a book uh, once so, we each have one book to do this week. Um, I'm doing X Men issue 3. Uh, we stopped doing it elsewhere on the multiverse, which we, we used to do these. So, if you want to hear me talk about issues 1 and 2, you can find those on that. Uh, but, yeah, so this is X Men issue 3 by uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby. Uh, not often I get to say Stanley and Jack Kirby <laughs> when, when I'm talking about uh, what books we're about to talk about. Uh, so, this issue introduces the blob. This is the, the first appearance, I believe, of the blob. And. Uh, more noble though, I mean, I think I spoke about this a little bit in one of the first two issues, but I think this one suffers the most so far out of uh, some of the dated sixtiesness. Uh, well, specifically, how Jean is spoken about and treated by the the male characters.
2: You you, you think that's bad. You go right. Well, it's the sixties. I've got language in this in my oh. issue that you go, oh, that would not fly today.
0: Yeah. I mean it's not even so much language it's just more just the the sentiments yeah that are that are being uh, given because you know, the, the training uh, they've got like a cannon that's firing barrels into there at them in the training room and it's not a danger room yet right i don't like we'll use that phrase yet at least doesn't, doesn't this issue anyway um but yeah so they're dodging whatever and they end up bickering with each other and you know beast gets pissed at ace man and then angel makes ice man pissed at him and fighting ensues uh gene's been told to put a a block of wood telekinetically through various shapes and holes and loops to to practice but then beware xavier gets a gets a a a sense there's a a mutant there's a new mutant in town (laughs) uh and they basically show that he's 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 sort of looking for the mutant in the world by having his just eyes drawn into the, the background Looking around for, for this mutant. Um, these are, so so they're getting ready for civilian clothes. Uh, this may be the first issue that shows us the angel actually straps his wings down to his back when he's like dressed in regular civvies Which I thought okay, it's cool that they're actually yeah. addressing that. Uh, that's early on. Uh, but yeah, so so Hanks sort of runs past them and says, uh, "Oh, we have to we have to get there," uh, you know. We have to get be the first one there. The first one who who's there at the to the meeting gets to escort Gene, and that means Hank McCoy. So then he starts to run, but then Bobby starts running. No slow pokes, I'm going to team with with Gene. Uh so they're basically running so that one of them will be teamed with Jean. Um, and then there's a thought bubble from Cyclops as they're all running towards the, the, the room where she's in, saying, of all the girls I've ever met, she's the one I'd give my heart to, but I don't dare, not while I possess my dread power. Because in the training scene, there's like a thought bubble from him where he's like scared of using his powers and hurting people. That's uh, the whole thing. Uh, but here's the one that really shot me. Here, so so uh, the guys are all really terrible with Jean and that they're all just basically competing to try and win her affection and that's all they're obsessed about. Uh, and that's the part that feels dated. But here's the part that really shocked me. <laughs> Professor X has a speech, uh, not a speech, well, a thought bubble. Pres- Professor X thinks the following. This is on page four of X-Men issue three. Don't worry, because he's, he's just said to Jean, don't worry. Uh, or she said that uh-huh. to him. Uh, don't worry, as though I could help worrying about the one I love, but I can never tell her I have no right, not while I'm the leader of the X-Men and confined to this wheelchair. So he's got the hospital Gene. Charles, and, you nasty boy. And the two problems he thinks he has here is that one, he's the leader, so it'd be inappropriate, and two, that he's in a wheelchair. Uh, that second one just feels like surreal. What, what I like about
2: it is. It says, while I'm confined to this wheelchair. Like, he's got plans. He's expecting to be
0: out of it, yeah, at some point. But, I mean, implying that someone in a wheelchair can't be in a romantic relationship is problematic on its own. At no point, though, does he think, maybe I shouldn't have the hots for a teenager. (laughs) No, 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 not at all.
2: That's not the problem.
0: That's not the problem.
2: Sixties were a different time.
0: (laughs) Very clearly. Uh, uh, And then uh, Angel picks her up, uh, you know, officer and gentleman style and throws her into his car and he's like, No, I'm going to drive Jean to, to, to the location. Uh and mind then, you
1: she can tell she she can telepathically move herself. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Angel has to do it.
0: And she's just like, Warren oh. in the 3rd year? must you be such a show off and yeah. So we get like a montage of them in the city looking for whoever this mutant might be. And you know at one point uh like I think it's Bobby thinks that he sees someone like with a heat beam but it turns out he's using a magnifying glass and then Beast thinks he sees someone floating in the sky so he claims the building with his you know his, his powers and it turns out that it's actually people putting up like a an advertising sign and he was standing on like a glass box <laughs> so it looked like he was floating uh kind of comical but you know hey ho uh Cyclops is checking out the the local fair uh he thinks whether well, the shooter dudes is, is the mutant, but it turns out no, the blob. The blob is this attraction, and look at it, the blob can stand and not be moved even by twelve men. Uh, he can even get shot, and he like fires the bullets out from his belly because it's, it's not that they, they penetrate him; it's, they sort of suck into his fat, and then he sort of picks them pop yeah. out, kind of you know. Yeah, because um, yeah,
1: it stops. Is his that's his mutant power? Yeah. he kind of he he robs kinetic energy from things when it when it gets into his stomach?
0: Yes. Uh, and of course when cyclops and gene go to speak to him uh, blobs get the hots for gene as well because <laughs> of course does? Well, who, who doesn't yeah well now uh, amen
1: brother amen brother
0: now you're talking my language I'll, I'll go if me and this cutie tomato can sit in the rumble seat <laughs> have you ever referred to as a tomato connor for
2: being ginger i mean probably <laughs>
1: So, so I was gonna say something bad. I'm not going to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear. Uh, the, 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 yeah. So yeah. So they want him to come back to the 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 mansion. He's he's not really for it at first, but then they they explain who they are. So he comes back. Xavier's testing them. a big chain try to move them. Uh, Bobby freezes his foot in a block of ice, but he just twitches his toe and it shatters. It's a whole thing. So he, you know, it's this, a this whole thing. Um, eventually he he goes to, uh, he's going to accidentally tumble into Xavier and Gene like, moves him tele, you know, telekinetically backwards uh, and all the rest of it. So after all this, this, this shenanigans, um, he actually, he wants to, like, the, the, Xavier says, okay, I'm going to offer you to, to join the X-Men and he's like no <laughs> i don't need you guys i'm good uh and xavier's like wait what this is unheard of oh, i'm gonna actually read the exact bubble this is unheard of no one has ever refused us before you cannot be permitted to leave now that you know our identities this is out of the question stop him my x-men i must drive this memory from his mind take him to my lab and then that's you know when the fighting breaks out so Xavier now obviously okay you've got a plan that you're, you'll, you'll just wipe the memory of whoever like refuses right because they can't know who mm-hmm. you are fine but his reaction here really cracked me up because it was like this is unheard of how dare you to his credit though to 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 Stanley's credit in the writing Xavier a couple of pages later says oh I was I was being uh, you know arrogant assuming that he would want to join us you know mm-hmm. he actually addresses it in the writing so I'll give them some points for that Um but it really stuck out to be his reaction uh so the rest of the plot of the issue is that the blob basically gets everyone else at the, the circus and the fairgrounds and turns them into like an army for him, and they come back <laughs> and attack the mansion and, and something of a siege uh meanwhile xavier's building this like amplifier for his his powers not cerebral just like a, a sort of cannon thing uh, so he can wipe the memory of, of who they are in Blob, and he knows he's going to bring, bring people, so he's like okay, this will do a whole crowd of people, I can wipe the memory from everyone, and the, the you know, everyone's kind of waiting for them, and it, it's like a proper siege, they've got a battering ram and everything and because it's people <laughs> from the circus it's like, a, 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 like they do this thing where Beast like fights a couple of acrobats, which is like, oh that's yeah. funny, alright, that's cute, right uh, and then you have Beast fighting like a gorilla as well you have a, a, a guy shot out of a cannon, uh, an angel while he's flying. Not mad at that. It's <laughs> a whole thing. Uh, cyclops feeds an elephant, because, why, why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? Um, they actually, But they actually get beat. Uh, the the X Men, like, one by one, uh, you know, there's a human parent at one point. Uh, they literally beat Cyclops because someone runs up behind them with a sack and puts the sack over his head with a rope around it. And then all the, you know, Gene's been blindfolded, and all the rest of it. And they eventually get out of this. The, the, the Angry Mob are coming for Xavier in the mansion. And Xavier just like contacts Gene telepath- telepathically and says Gene, you've got telekinesis. Use that to remove your restraints and then free the others and like I'll, I'll forgive her here because she's she's a rookie but i do kind of feel like all that happened here was that he contacted and said hey your powers use them <laughs> <laughs> you can remove your blindfold to your mind go go for it uh although i do like that she uses a knife from like the like one of the circus like trucks has like, the circle of knives for like, the, the throwing stuff uh she mm-hmm. uses one of those so neat touch uh so, yeah, uh, she's uh, from this point on, her telekinesis becomes very handy. She actually wraps everyone up in a big, like, uh, blanket to, like, trap them. Except Blob, uh, whose Cyclops just blast the floor from under him. And, uh, yeah, telekinesis is used. They all forget who they are. Or, you know, not who they are, but why they're there and, you know, who the X-Men are. And they're back in the circus. And the X-Men are like, okay. The end. <laughs> and that is x-men 3 um riveting oh, wow. i enjoy, i enjoyed the second half of this actually see once see, once it got to no the blobs bringing a, a, an army of circus folk to siege the mansion it's over the top and ridiculous but it's fun like you have all these various like circus acts like fighting with various x-men uh, there,
2: there's something do you know what i can see it. this being like yeah. an episode of uh series of unfortunate events yes yes with, got- with the blob being olaf Yes, yes,
0: it is. that's totally what it is. Uh, the first half suffer. I mean, the first half, no, the first half has some good stuff as well. When they try to find whoever the meta is, there's some fun stuff in there. Uh, the gene stuff is maybe the worst. It's been this issue where everyone's just like, oh no, there's one woman in the book. We have to all try to have sex with her repeatedly, including Professor X. <laughs> uh, that that. That stuff, that stuff was a bit great. And so pro- probably the weakest of the three issues so far, but still some fun entertainment to be had uh, at various points. Um, but yeah, that's X Men issue three. Uh, Connor, yes. you read Generation X issue three. You can tell us who it's, who it's by.
2: It is by he who must not be named, <laughs> and, and anyone who listens to this show already knows that is. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and on our is is my favourite, Chris Bacalo
0: any episode could be someone's first episode scott labdell is the writer you will find you said it not me <laughs> i will not utter cold, his name cold shiver <laughs> down that
2: Spain there yeah uh, this picks off uh, picks up literally right where we left off um it was the I think last issue they were all uh searching the the grounds for uh for penance i think that's the name yeah and it ended with her attacking uh, Banshee. I'm glad
0: you specified that was a character because I really thought it was just penance, and like they're looking
2: for penance. No, Pen- penance is this uh, this big red spiky thi- thing who is apparently a girl. Yeah, it's uh, um,
1: yeah, it's you'll, you'll find out. Keep going.
0: Yeah,
2: the, the, yeah. Be- the best there's, thing about this book there's map there's something else to her.
0: Yeah, the best thing about this book map from from what Car's us the last two issues is uh, all of the transitional uh, like captions. Yeah.
2: There is less of those this time. I mean, there's some. We'll get to them. So, I mean, you know, I don't know if it, it, it doesn't have one at the opening, which is fine. Uh, you know, it doesn't need one. Although it does play its uh, first bubble in the same uh, first box, sorry, in the same format as the establishing ones. Because the regular narration boxes are just yellow, uh, mm-hmm. whereas the establishing ones have a red like border around it. Uh, and this one, it, it just says he's supposed to scream. Um but it treats it as if it's an establishing, um, like a uh, panel, but it's, it's not. So I don't know. That was a bit of a weird thing. Um, yeah, no, the, the whole first page is how he should be able to just, you know, scream his way out of this. Cause that's kind of his whole power, but she's got his fingers in his mouth. So he can't, that's, that's the whole first page. But yeah, you know, there's like six, six word, word boxes telling us that, um, so yeah, but eventually, so you just, loved
0: he, it, is what you're saying? It was the best thing ever. It
2: was, it was, it was riveting. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he he ends up just um double kicking her in the in the gut and kicking her off him, uh, and then you know, and then he's back in action, and then you know he goes, oh, you know, you hear this sound off off panel is is where it comes from, and he's like, oh, what, what on earth is that? And he goes, oh, it's it's a sound I've heard before, but you know, never like that, and it's a. Uh, it's the sound of husking you know when uh, when she gets rid of her skin and you know comes a new one and this is something about i think i think she's called husk uh is, is i didn't know about the power that hadn't been established yet in this book is um so she she sheds her skin and you know that helps heal her injuries and so far like is this the way it's been used so far um it turns out she can actually kind of shape shift whenever she does this um that's the point that, that you know um she, they're, they're metamorphic transmutations, is what they're referred to as. Uh, and it's because oh, recently, you know, it's always just re- resembled her original form, which is, you know, just the the blonde girl. So, like, oh, this time there's lives at stake. She comes out as this big kind of rock looking monster. She's still, like, you know, uh, recognizably her, a bit bigger, um, but seemingly made out of rock, is kind of the the impression. Maybe, I don't know if she actually is or not, but that's the way it looks. And, um, they have a bit of a, a bit of a tussle. Um, she gets she gets some scrapes because because Penance has some sharp claws that can cut through her. Um, and then Banshee you know does some screaming and you know they get they get free and yeah you know, they're they're all right. Um, but they do question you know, he's like okay so you know, when you change back to your normal form, you know what's going to happen with those injuries because those are pretty bad on your you know souped up body here. You know what are they going to be like? On your your regular one, and like oh, I don't know, we'll, we'll just have to find out. And this is where we have our first cutaway. We have an interlude because we had one of these last issue as well. And I I really hate these because they're just random. It's a page. It's a you know, it's a it's a guy on this island. Um, and they, it's his island, and uh, I can't even, uh, I remember his name. Mondo Is that something like that? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, is that right? Okay, see, Matt knows yeah. better than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, he's just there going, yeah. Hey, this is my island. It's cool, you know. I just did what I, what I, what I was going to do, and you know, we'll worry about things later. That's kind of the, the the whole interlude here is just you know him chatting with the girl and going, yeah, this is my island. And then we cut back. So um, the interlude didn't have an establishing thing. It just said interlude uh, along the side, but not in the the normal format. Um, but we cut back now. It does say Xavier's. Um, you have got what's his name. Uh, skin I think, I think his name's skin he's on monitor duty uh, watching out and you've got sink and jubilee uh, you know running out trying to find the others they're still trying to help catch penance um, sinks powers I think it seems to be uh, he has a, a, a an aura that syncs up with the powers of whoever is near and it kind of copies their powers so penance has skin that can't be penetrated so neither can his force field aura around him in theory is what they say, and you know they don't want to test out too much but it seems to hold up for a couple of blows at least
1: it's kind of like rogue but um the person has to be near it's not like an absorbing thing he's like bluetooth mutant powers you know you (laughs) sync up with them and then you can use them
2: okay yeah yeah i mean it's this book is not doing a great job of teaching me other powers. Like, I mean, this yeah. is the third uh, issue, and I'm only just figuring. You know To be honest, I don't think mm-hmm. we've, we've even seen his powers in use before, uh, maybe briefly, um, but uh, that, that's all we really get from that. There, you know, they have a bit of a fight, but um, Penance kind of she actually um, she runs off like she just decided not to kill them. Um, and, like she couldn't be bothered, and they're not really sure what's going on. Uh, but this is when um, Banshee shows up carrying carrying husk. It's like right, like get get back to the infirmary. We'll stay out here and help. Um, we have a cutaway here. It, you know, it, it just says someplace else. And um, there's a mystery guy in a mechanical suit talking to someone. He's like, yeah, but this is why. You know you know, I was I was doing this thing, but this is what happened. And you know, he, he shows it, and his armor just it just falls apart. It's all all these you know exposed wiring. Everything's just kind of hanging out. Uh, And it ends um, with the person he's talking to going, oh, shush, child, you did nothing wrong. This just means Nanny's little boy is growing up. And I I have no idea what any of this was about. I have no idea who these characters are. It feels extremely random in this issue, just kind of placed in just in the middle, just here. Um, But, okay, we cut back, new establishing page. Uh, It's the Riverside. Um, It is... um, uh, it's the others now fighting Monet and um, uh, Emma Frost, uh, you know, fighting Penance now, the, the founder. Uh, so now it's their turn to have a bit of a fight. And that that goes down fine. Banshee shows up and helps a bit more. Um, this is a, you know, they're, they're talking about, oh, you know, there must be something going on. Um, and we get a little bit of like um, talking about. Uh, you know, because Penance was dropped off by Gateway, which was the this aboriginal dude who doesn't seem to speak. And yeah, uh, he was
1: from the X-Men when uh, they died, and they were sent to the outback of Australia. He was one of the only ones they found.
2: But yeah, yeah he's yeah. a teleporter. Yeah. Like the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, this, is, this is where we get um, uh, a thought th- th- bubble, which I said didn't age too well and it's just her going oh gateway might be a spaz but it's the same spaz that hooked me up with the x-men i'm like yeah okay you wouldn't you wouldn't really put that now um it stuck out because none of the rest of it's not been that bad in terms of of language you know not like you know the the stuff pete's been covering from Mm. from the 60s where it was extremely over you know this this just it came out of nowhere so it actually caught me off guard more um but uh, no, we have we got uh, Jonathan now, who is the guy they rescued from the mutant who started all this in the first issue—the yeah, the evil one, Chamber. Yeah, um, but mm-hmm. uh, he he was being controlled by the the same thing, you know, being controlled by the same thing that's linked with penance now. And um, he just talks to her instead of tries to fight him with her with all the rest. Of them, he's like, "No, no, no we're, we're kindred spirits, you know. Uh, you know, all of this, I'm I'm tired of running. You know, let's let's prove that we don't want to actually hurt everyone." And um, she has a bit of a moment and calms down and just s- stops attacking and uh, and that that's uh, that, that's the end of that really you know the, the, although the plot comes to an end there because they they, they solved it um, by talking to her um, which is fine uh, it it seems a little bit weird because there was no real scenes of them beforehand um, Jonathan's kind of been a side player uh, so far in this yeah you know, he was he mm-hmm. was there in the first issue he was. Because he, he was kind of the MacGuffin in the first issue. And then the second issue is around a little bit. Uh, and this issue, he's not even in the issue at all until he shows up at the end to just kind of talk her down. So it feels like it comes out of nowhere a bit. But it's not um, uh, terrible. You know, I'm fine with the sentiment of it. It's just a bit clunky. Um, but then, you know, we've got a bit of a, an epilogue. We cut three days later and you got got um, Skin and Husk having some more banter, playing Scrabble again like they were she calls him out saying, hey, you volunteered for monitor duty. I think you were scared because I think, I think he's kind of indestructible sort of thing. His skin doesn't tear, you know, he doesn't cut or bleed or anything like that by the sound of it. Um, and, but penance, what the part of Penance's thing is she can cut through anything, no matter what, like with almost minimal effort. So it was the idea that he, he was scared that he would actually, you know, be cut for once. So he decided to stay out of it. And, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the end of the issue. They just have some banter at the end. And it tells me the next issue is a holiday special, no. which I'm going to read <laughs> so, in the middle of July. So, so, so do you, <laughs> you want to
1: know about uh, this penance or do you want to find out for yourself? Because it's super convoluted.
2: Will it make me more interested if I know in advance? No, it's
1: it's probably going to make you rage.
2: It's to the do, most
1: do, 90s X-Men thing.
2: We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Because I don't I'll, think it comes I'll, for a while. I'll rage in my own time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, it was probably better than the last couple issues. Uh, it, it The interludes and the someplace else, it still feels just super fragmented. Like, it's just there. Um, the flow in general is, uh, again, it feels very separate chunks. Like, okay here's the banshee chunk now here's their, you know because they're all still split up in pairs like they were last issue so it doesn't really feel like a team in any sort of way it just feels like three separate plots that happen to be going to the same villain kind of uh pennants being the villain here she's not really um it, it kind of feels very fragmented because of that um but this definitely had the least establishing panels um I will say, I probably like the art the least in this issue it's it's even scratchier than it has this is why I don't like batello uh, I don't like how scratchy is, his work is and it's even more so in this which is uh, frustrating um, I mean it's probably like a 4 <laughs> yeah
0: all right well that actually gets uh, the books over and done with, and we can finally get to the point of the show where we rate—we're well, not rate, sorry—we we we pick our favourites of the week. We do our favourite mm-hmm. panel slash moment. We do our, our best art, best best cover, and the top five books, or just rank the books in this case because it wasn't enough to have five each. Um, so yeah, um, so best panel slash moment, Matt, and what panel from Doomsday Clock is it?
1: Oh, it's it's the Legion showing up. I loved it. it. Made me emotional.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm actually. I'm gonna say. I'm tempted to go with like the, the GSA page where we're introduced to them all one by one, or even just the, the full thing where them sit at the table. But I actually think I'm going to go with the the first like, and no, Superman doesn't exist anymore. Like things have changed. That that moment, mm-hmm. because that was the moment where when, oh, this is what it's doing.
2: And I got really excited,
0: so yeah. uh, that's my pick.
2: Uh, I was also tempted to go with the GSA page because, of course, I am—it's me. Uh, right. But I'm—I'm going to go with just you know the the three or four panels that actually set up No, this is the metaverse because okay. that was the pit where you know you know uh, you know you were saying there when you got to Superman, which I, I totally get. But for me, when I got to that, when they were like, okay, no they're establishing a a whole concept they've named it this is a thing that was so exciting going forward that i was just uh yeah i was into it
1: hmm
2: all right uh best
0: cover of the week then
2: doomsday clock black and white
0: that one looks so good
2: that is a real nice cover um i'm actually gonna go with um batman last night on earth uh Mm. you know the Batman against the Red, carrying the Joker lantern head. Yeah. I think you know, it's just a gorgeous cover. But I mean, so is Doomsday Clock. But I mean, I, I don't want to give Batman something this week. <laughs> um, I'm
0: going to agree with the Doomsday Clock cover. Uh, just to be boring, yeah. basically. Um, I mean, it's a very
2: good cover. Yeah, it yes. <laughs> is. I've, yeah. I've got not, not got a bad thing to say about it. I just didn't want everything I picked to be Doomsday Clock. I really like the uh, the variant for for Batman Last Night on Earth though as well. Like that's um. A uh, jock variant which is fantastic. Alright. Um best start of the week. Matt. Gary Frank, doomsday clock. Connor. Yeah, why are we even asking this week? Just just say it. I need to hear the words. Gary Frank, Doomsday Clock. I will also pick
0: Gary Frank, Doomsday Clock. <laughs> all right uh we've 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 we've, we've praised his art from the issue one of that book don't think like we have to go yeah. into it too much um uh, so ranking the books uh what that i had i think all of us had four or did matt have five i don't think I had we four. Even had five books between us did we no it was only four yeah yeah I'll, yeah i didn't read last name. i've got three shit yeah i've <laughs> only got three that's what i'm thinking yeah Matt's got four. No, well
2: i've got two and a half
0: all right Matt. we how you <sighs> are you ranking your, um, your four books?
1: Number one, Doomsday Clock. Number two, Leviathan Rising. Number three, Batman Last Night on Earth. And four, Heroes in Crisis.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, Connor?
2: Uh, well, Doomsday Clock, obviously. Um, Batman Last Night on Earth, obviously. And then what I read of uh, Leviathan Rising, which I did enjoy. So, I mean, not, not a terrible week from the three I read. <laughs> Uh,
0: number one for me is obviously Doomsday Clock. Number two is Superman: Leviathan Rising. Number three is Heroes in Crisis. Although
2: there's a significant chasm between them. there is
0: there's a yeah, there's yeah. a chasm between number two and three. Uh, as I imagine, no. there is for Matt between uh, three and four.
2: If if you take yeah. out Heroes in Crisis, I know there's not many books this week, mm-hmm. but we all really enjoyed our books.
0: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing. Like,
2: take out Heroes in Crisis, all the negativity of this week goes away. <laughs> Yeah, like this is a super positive week. I mean, I, I think I gave uh, Leviathan Rose like a seven point five, but that was only because yeah, you know, I, I read yeah you know, path I didn't like. I still really like what I did read. It's it's good.
0: Yeah, so uh, I did remember to ask people on the Twitters uh, oh, at nice DC Comics, page. at DC Comics podcast. Uh, you can you can get asked uh, answer this every week. Uh, what your favorite book of the week was and why and. Uh, we did get a couple people saying what's the point of asking it's only be Doomsday Clock. Everyone's going to say Doomsday Clock. Uh, did everyone
2: say Doomsday Clock? Not
0: everyone, no. But uh, Please tell me no one said Heroes in Crisis. We've got some sass. Uh, I don't know. I can't see them all at one time here. Come on. Uh, so, uh, at Carve underscore Nelson, Doomsday Clock and Batman Last Night on Earth were and shows above any other DC book this week. Hard to choose between the two, but I'll give it to Doomsday Clock. Love the whole meta concept of the book here's an odd pick at Nuclear Blizzard. Um Nuclear Blizzard is that of. Like, is that like the, the tenth like cold based villain in DC? Yeah. Is he campaigning? Uh, K- Captain Carrot's Crisis on Earth twenty six and dog days of summer was my pick for this week. Oh shoot. It was like Judge Dread cameoed on Looney Tunes. I'm
2: gonna have to get read that now. now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and Matt terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tarlington Ryan's just giving me sass. Uh, you know, it's Doomsday Clock. <laughs> yeah? As was that, Corey YNWA. Is this a serious question? Is it an idiot test to see who won't pick Doomsday Clock? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, at black underscore vulcan 69 t- doomsday clock 10 for the win i've read it three times and i'm still analyzing and processing the ramifications and the re- of the revel- revelations within the issue so much to process uh, but we did get uh, at wakanda queen mza uh, superman leviathan rising everything from the illustrations to the story love it and then there was a couple more for doomsday clock and last night on earth so uh it was, it was maybe more varied than i would have thought it would have been but uh yeah, obviously we were all pretty unanimous. Not, not
2: much Leviathan Rising in there. Uh, seems people prefer Last Night on Earth over Leviathan Rising for the most part, as their second choices. Yeah, I mean, not not. What I'm saying it. I'm just I'm out of the, the three big books that that seemed to be the one that wasn't getting really mentioned. I mean, it, it's the sort of thing where
0: like people who are saying Doomsday Clock might pick Leviathan Rising before Last on a Night on Earth. Week. Yeah. yeah, but the people who are picking Last Night on Earth maybe just don't like bendis or yeah it's very
2: possible i
0: I don't know i don't know but that's it uh so i'll tell you what's coming next week on the show uh we will be having deceased issue two batman 72 justice league 25 the green lantern issue eight young justice issue six adventures of the super sons issue 11 Uh, are you still reading female furies matt no i'm gonna pass that's fair that's fair yeah. uh, and uh, from what i heard earlier we'll also have shazam issue issue six so i uh, look forward to that also next week which we will not be covering is batman tmnt issue three or sorry, number three issue two <laughs> uh deathstroke issue 44 and harley quinn 62 uh, so yeah that's what's coming up next week on the show
2: uh, so, so look forward worth, uh, worth noting that Justice League next week it's 25 so it is oversized and oh um, yeah, yeah, yep. okay, that's a good point uh,
0: so yeah, check out uh, the show next week let us know you thought of uh, the books that we, we brought up uh, this week uh, your your heated opinions on Doomsday Clock or Heroes in Crisis uh, or Leviathan would,
2: uh, would now be an appropriate time to bring up some news was there new news? there was it's not huge news, but there was news, and I feel like Matt would like the news. Okay, go ahead. Bring up the news. um, there there was a some book convention going on. Uh, I can't I don't know the exact name of it, and they introdu- uh they revealed a new uh, DC Ink book. Um, this one is uh, you know following on the Teen Titans line. We got a uh, Beast Boy, and it's the same artist as the Raven one. Yeah, I just uh, saw that
1: as I was skimming through
2: stuff. Uh, yeah, so this was yeah. just announced while while we were recording. Yeah, Piccolo doing the art, and uh, I'm I'm glad to see the um, the confidence in the line that they're still announcing mm-hmm. more and a sequel to uh, the Raven One kind of in the sense that they're the the, the Teen Titans line before that one's even out. Um, so that's uh that's real cool.
1: Yeah. Yep. Because uh, Raven One comes out soon.
2: I'm
0: excited. So yeah, it'll be good. All right. So yeah, let us know what you thought of the books, the comments, uh, like, subscribe. If you want to help the show out, you know, if you're on the podcast app, you know, give us a good rating and uh, review on your iTunes app or whatever. Uh, it helps us out a lot. It gets the show out to more people. Uh, you can also help us, of course, financially if you go to patreon.com slash TV where you can support us for as little as $1 per month and you get some stuff early, you get some exclusives, all that kind of thing. Uh, you know, Across please, all the content please, we have.
2: Please don't make us read more of
0: Lobdell. Um, if you want to make Carl read more lo- a oh, lot you can make Pete
2: read some
1: don't tell me that Matt <laughs> it
3: gets
1: worse tell you learn about the St. Croix children
0: oh I love it, I love it so much um, so yeah uh, go, go have a have a look see um, but otherwise that is, that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening, we always appreciate it keep watching uh, keep watching it's been a long show guys this has been like a three hour show Uh, yeah I know keep keep, keep reading DC Comics guys we love you loads but remember to never get lost in the Speed Force
1: and long live the Legion finally (laughs)
0: finally